Hi, listener. Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, the Suicide Squad sequel has recast its Deadshot. Game of Thrones releases a full trailer and episode runtimes for the final season eight. Geek Boner. And Disney releases a new Aladdin trailer with songs and more Blue Will Smith. Plus, our spoiler review and discussion of the latest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain Marvel. All that and more in this edition of the Jockinard Weekly for Wednesday, March 13th, 2019. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if somebody could please explain to me what a geek boner is, my life would be complete. Until then, rock on, nation. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Oh, hello, listener. How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week. And welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast for your weekly geek fix of comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And that mother flurkin' felty in the corner, that's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Ow, my eye. <laughs> oh, right. But those something claws. Hit, something, something fucking clawed at my eye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. Cough up a fucking tesseract, Rugs. What are you doing? Well, that's my tesseract is in my slack hole. That's right your now. slack hole. The tesseract is baking. The cosmic cube is in Rug Boy's slack hole. You mother flurkin'. How's everybody doing uh, this evening? Um, I'm drinking uh, some kind of alcoholic beverage right now. Well, that's a plus. That means it's good, I guess. Drink all Maybe? of them. <laughs> Drink all of them. Drink all of I'm, them. I'm hanging out right now. I'm good. Good. Anthony's nice and chill just the way we like him here. I just, you know, drank some, some green juice. So I'm good. Yeah, he's the healthy version <laughs> of the of part of the show, and I'm just wallowing in alcoholism. Yes. Rug boy swimming a booze. Anthony's yeah. juicing it up. New listener. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Be sure to visit our website for the show notes to this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 265. It'll have links to everything we talk about, how to get in touch with the show, how to subscribe to the show for free so you get everything the minute it comes out. And currently, it's two shows in the feed. It's this show, the Jock and Nerd Podcast, and there's another spinoff show called the Jock Spinoff Show. Uh, it, or just the spinoff or show. Or just the spinoff show with our- Hosted by the Jack. Hosted by our buddy, Anthony. And uh, uh, that's been going great, Anthony. Everyone, uh, uh, I think people are really digging the conversation. So I hope so. If they're not, then you don't have to listen. But the, the last one I did was with um, a buddy of mine, Nico Salgado, who lives in New York and is an independent filmographer, videographer, photographer, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, so that's cool. And then the one coming up, just a little tease, is going to be with- TJ from Voice from the Underground. Yeah. Uh, I meant to press the button. Yeah. 
So like instead of pressing the button, you just said yeah. <laughs> I, you know, so you you would have overlapped his yeah with yours. I walk around all day going yeah at the in, at the office in the hallway. I don't know why. I can't stop doing it whenever something good happens. Uh, check out those spinoff shows. Guys, before we get to the news, I want to share some audio because, Rugs, you and I were old farts. We bag on the millennials because it's fun and it's funny, yeah. right? It's Sometimes yeah. it's easy. But look, to their credit, that generation has it kind of rough. I saw this thread where this guy was like, look, if you're between the ages of like 25 and 28 or 18 and 28, let me know how many jobs you've had in the last 10 years. And the numbers were staggering. These kids were like, oh, uh, 10 12, 15, 20 jobs, like in the last few years, like this is what they're dealing with. It's pretty crazy. So I found uh, somebody shared, shared some audio. It's from a millennial. It's kind of a PSA from a millennial to the millennials about working, the benefits of working, finding the good in things. And really, I love this guy's energy and everything he says is on point. So you guys listen carefully. It's very important. I think you're going to learn a lesson from this. Dude, I got some fucking banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. My mom told me if I wait for things, like, good things will happen to me, dude. And fucking, I waited for some things and I got some banana bread at work today, dude. Hell yeah. So it just goes to show that waiting for things is, like, worth it. But there's a lot of bad things in this world, dude. Like fucking skunks, dude. Hell no. Scratching <laughs> your eye, but it's still fucking itchy, dude. Hell no. The fucking cubs, dude. <laughs> Hell no! Like getting paid not a lot of money, dude, for fucking working! Hell no! But banana bread at fucking work, dude! Hell yeah! Hell yeah, bro! Hell yeah! Banana bread, bro! At hell fucking work, dude! Hell yeah! Nerd. I love this guy's enthusiasm. Well said, Rugs. What do you think? Yeah, I think he makes good points. I think he made a point about the scratching your eye thing. Oh, that really annoys me when you have an itchy eye and you scratch it, and nothing goes away. Right, and it's still there, and not getting yeah. paid enough. And now, I mean, the cup. I feel like I, Nick Fury. That happens to me yes. with uh, cats. <laughs> yes, allergic to cats. See, and Nick Fury knows the pain of the eye scratch. Jeez, we should have hit the spoiler <laughs> alert button when the show started. Oh started. no! <laughs> spoiler alert. What, oh shit! Whatever. Everyone's seen the movie. It made tons of money. But yeah, like everybody's seen this movie. Listen, stick to your job, and good things will happen to you, like banana bread at work. Hell yeah! Let's get to the news. The Jock, Jock and Ned podcast. Says millennials, uh, you know, don't appreciate what they have. That guy. Well, they appreciate banana bread. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Look, and that's look. That's, hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's something to appreciate. A good banana bread, maybe with some chocolate chips. It's always a nice surprise. That's going to be a meme for like about two days. <laughs> that video, by the way, has 870,000 views already. Holy shit, boy. Yes, it's almost at a million views. Banana bread, bro. All right, look, let's start with some DC movie news. Uh, we talked about Will Smith not returning for the James Gunn written yeah. and directed Suicide Squad sequel. He has been recast. Will Smith will now magically transform into... Idris Alba. Oh shit! Replacing Will Smith as be older and badasser. I don't know who's older. And, Will Smith or Idris Elba? Uh, I. You know what? That is maybe a, the same age. That is a good question. They may be I'll the same Google age. It while you guys talk, now, yeah, I feel like we don't know the answer. Will to that. Smith is fifty. Yeah. 
Idris Elba's 46. Oh, snap. We got he got, Oh, shit. He a younger. Younger. By a younger dude. And now, Although Will Smith does not look 50. No, he does not. Now, Idris, Idris Elba looks older. He kind of yeah. looks his age. <laughs> that's like the, you know, that's aging. <laughs> so hits people better than others. Uh, what do you guys think of this move? Are we getting a British dead shot? Is this. An up- I love me some Idris Elba. Is this an upgrade? Who's the better actor? What's the? Be- I mean, oh, clearly Will Smith uh, is the bigger blockbuster get, but Idris Elba is a very good actor. Will Smith is too much of Will Smith. Yes. Like his personality, his persona like supersedes whatever character he's playing. Idris Elba, even though we all know who he is, he can assume the characters a little bit better. So I'm going to give the, this is an upgrade. I think this is an upgrade. Also, uh, Anthony, what do you think coming from he has Heimdall in the MCU and now leading this new suicide squad is Deadshot. Uh, as Heimdall, he wasn't really, he was okay. Bit part. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit part. Yeah. I enjoyed Will Smith as Deadshot in suicide squad. I thought he was one of the better parts. That being said, I just enjoyed Will Smith seeing Will Smith. I don't know if, he encapsulated Deadshot necessarily, it's but Will Smith as I enjoy. Yes. Yeah, I enjoy Will Smith yes. in a superhero yes. film, especially in a DC superhero film. You know, you don't get a ton of amazingness. I think Idris Elba will be. I think it's about the same, maybe a little bit of an upgrade. I, I agree with Rugs and, and you, Emran. I mean, and he's also going to be in Hobbs and Shaw as the bad guy, so maybe he's just like really enjoying. Oh he's, being he's literally in these... a superhero. <laughs> yeah, he's super been. That one. He was in Star Trek as the bad guy too. Oh, that's right, and. uh I also I watched that movie where he's stranded with Kate Winslet on on the mountain in the plane crash. Uh, yeah, with a do- really good movie. And he's great, like he's great in everything. Pacific Rim. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's Canceled he's a- the apocalypse. Oh, that's right. And he was on Saturday Night Live last week. Did anybody watch this? Oh, do people the still watch Hulk? SNL? Well, yeah, who who's watching SNL? I watch it. Let's, let's, what's the demographic? I, me, SNL? I watch it. I still watch 38 it. Thirty-eight and over. I still watch it. They're trying to stay relevant. They got Pete Davidson. He's speaking for the twenty-year-olds uh, of the generation. No, he's not. Uh, but what dude? They had a great bit where it was a comic book bit, and he's like at a, at a store. He's trying to get a refund, and he's getting mad. And it's like the Hulk. He's like, "You wouldn't like me when I'm mad." And he turns into an emboldened white lady. Oh shit! Played by Cicely Strong, and suddenly she's like, "Get your hand off me." They're like, nobody has their hand on you. And she's like, I'm going to call 911. She's like, I'm feeling aggressed over here. Uh, and it always works. It was pretty funny. They called him the impossible Hulk. Oh. So it was a nice, it was a nice little comic book tie in. Uh, that suicide squad sequel, the suicide squad. We have more details about the suicide. The, squad. the next one's going to be a suicide squad. That's the third movie. Uh, we know there's some details about who's going to be in the suicide squad. And it's kind of a crazy Bad shit cast the characters as reported by Collider. Uh, King Shark, <laughs> Peacemaker. I just think of that song, Baby Shark. Do, do, oh, God, do, do, no, do, baby Shark. What are you doing? King Shark. King Shark. King. That has to be in there. It's going to be in the end credits. Yeah. They got to do something with fucking goddamn Baby Shark that I heard the other day playing it in the room across from me at work, and I was like, oh, God, that's that the was song. Me oh, that it. was you blasting it on your iPod. Yeah. Uh, iP- iPod. iPod. What the fuck what, are you talking it 2005? about? 2005. What year is this? <laughs> I just had a, just had a flashback. Zoom. Your Zune. Uh, King yeah. Shark. Zune. Yeah. And then other characters I'm not really familiar with, such as Peacemaker, Polka Dot Man, and Rat Catcher. Yeah. I, they're all like F levels. I mean, this is clearly 
James Gunn doing a James Gunn thing with weird take, ass characters. Yeah, yeah, he's taking characters that n- no one really has any attachment to, and he's like going to do his own thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a raccoon that talks to a Peacemaker. He'll do, he'll do another fucked up family thing, and it'll probably be really pretty I, I think it'll be pretty amazing. Peacemaker is someone so dedicated to the idea of peace, he's willing to kill for it. Polka Dot Man, DC has Did you the, hear who he wants for Peacemaker? No. Dave Batista. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes, I did see that. Oh, shit. No, but Dra- Drax. Drax, go from Batista Drax to Batista Peacemaker. I like that. Uh, in line with DC's horrible names, Polka Dot Man has polka dots all over his body so that he, he can turn into balls of fire and other weapons or something. Uh, and then King Shark is a uh, humanoid shark, and he was actually in a recent episode of The Flash. They, He's the most popular character out of the They did season. King Shark versus Gorilla Grodd on The Flash TV show. And? And it was kind of fun. It was a filler episode, but they... Uh, they cured King Shark and made him human, and then he had to turn into King Shark again to stop crying. King Grot. Shark, do, 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 don't stop it. King that. Shark. Stop. And then Rat Catcher will be a gender flip version of the DC Comics villain, Otis Flanagan, who starts off as an exterminator before turning to crime with the help of his rat army. Of course, there's going to be a rat army. The it'll Rat be, King. It'll be a He's darker movie. King. Yeah. From Ninja Turtles. I kind of like that I don't know any of these I like it. characters. And uh, we got King Shark. James Gunn should be doing Guardians 3. Absolutely. But I'm cool with him doing Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is going to be his Guardians 3. And uh, the reason they had to recast Deadshot is I guess he plays a big part in what James Gunn wants to do, which is the classic John Ostrander, Kim Yale run. I don't believe that. Uh, is what I, he's I believe. Doing. I believe that he just they wanted to completely distance themselves from the first one. Oh, so just start from scratch, yeah, reboot almost. Yeah. So the one thing we don't know is if Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is going to be in this. I don't think so. I don't think nope. so either. I think they're smart to just distance themselves and start over. Forget that movie happened. Well, she's also got her own thing. Yeah, though. she's going to get the they, birds they of moved, prey. Yeah, they moved her over to the, the girl, all girl she's thing. She's being emancipated. The That's emancipation true. proclamation of the nation of yeah. Harley Quinn. Harley He's all grown up. Um, she's her own girl. Uh, listener, let us know what you think of the Idris Alba. Is this a good choice for the new Deadshot? Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's exclusive. It's closed just for you. And you can also follow us on Instagram, the IG. Uh, hit us up on the gram the at Jock and Nerd. Let's do some igging. Uh, yeah, get start following us on Instagram. I'm posting some fun stuff, original artwork that I've done. Uh, some superhero artwork, pictures, it's fun. pictures, photos, videos, celebrities. The, the, the really cool tiles that you work on that no one sees for each show. Yes, yeah, see the the cover artwork of each show. So, that they're called tiles. Well, it's cover art. In, in Instagram, it's a tile. It's an Instagram Ooh. square. You know. And you see celebrities like, in the shower. like Gilbert Gottfried, you know, doing a drop for us. You can actually yeah, just follow us. Just follow it's us. not going to hurt. Uh, I got a welcome to the group this week. New members, Jay Phils, Giovanni Ramirez, and Jeremy Williams. Talking nerd. Thanks for joining the group. Those last two, Giovanni and Jeremy, uh, I believe are friends of Lensations. They're oh, Lensations. Yeah, Lensations Associates. They're LAs. (laughs) They're friends of Lindsay. Of course, Lenny Romero, who's also in the group and a listener and an amazing artist. When I was watching Captain Marvel, I got a certain Lindsay. I got Lindsay in my pants. Yeah, I got some Lindsay up and down. Well, they don't want you to have those (laughs) Lindsay. 
You're, you you're not allowed to have <laughs> not those. Not supposed to. I wasn't with the character. You're supporting women and you're woke. You're not supposed to have any lensation. It wasn't the character you were thinking that gave me the lensation. Ooh, oh, okay. okay. We'll find out when we get to the what review. What if this character was alien? There were some sexy aliens oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Dark haired, oh. sexy aliens. I see where you're going. I see your type, Anthony. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, a little bit of Game of Thrones. April's bringing us a lot of shit. We got Shazam coming out, Avengers Endgame, and in between that, the season eight premiere of Game of Thrones, and they finally put out a whole trailer. Yes. A legit two-minute trailer. Now, since Anthony and I recently caught up with this, we're total geek boner. Geek boner. But Rugs, you've been watching this from the beginning, have you not? He, he's yeah. been waiting for a while. He's been this. waiting. It's been so long, I forgot what happened. You have literally been waiting since when? 2011? Like the whole time that you were watching <laughs> right. Game of Thrones, yes. I was waiting for this Game of Thrones right. to come back on because there has no ga- been no Game of Thrones for like a year and a half almost. In that year and a half, and we finished the season like a year ago and it still had to wait a year for season eight. Yeah. So yeah. let's start with you, Rugs. What about this trailer gives you geek boner? What did you like seeing? I feel like that there is uh, them all teaming up, even with Cersei. Yes. They have to kind of band together to kind of fight this, the, the White Walkers. That's going to be really fucking interesting. And I really feel like they were kind of alluding to this not being a really good alliance. And it, it was a very, it's going to be very tenuous at best. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they have the two dragons, which is like they still have something. Yes. They still have like a weapon, but the White Walkers are pretty much like um you can't count them out. They're they're an imposing force. Yep. They're they've ripped down the wall. They're coming. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I love this trailer. Anthony, what'd you think? What what they showed us? You know, there wasn't any sort of reveal that got me over overly excited, but just seeing these characters and knowing that this is the last season, just seeing their faces and it's a lot of preparation for war. Uh, by the end of it, when with the shot with uh, everyone kind of lining up, and then you, it, everyone's lining up, and then you just see the the hooves. It looks yes. like of the White Walkers. Yeah, the on Night the horse. King's horse in the foreground, yeah, and, oh. and it cuts. I just was like, when oh. I, I literally went to I texted my friends and went. Winter is here, boys. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I love that. Winter comes in April. You're right. I love that you get to see glimpses of all the characters, Bran and Sam and I, Arya. I, have a, I read a theory online. Okay, let's hear it. Real quick. Yeah. Not a not a how it's going to end, yeah. but how each episode is going to go. Yeah. What if each episode ends with one of the major characters dying? So each episode you're just dealing with oh, someone snap. dying. Oh, snap. One at a it, that's, time. I feel like that could very possibly happen if they're in war with the white walkers every episode absolutely like there's nothing stopping them and and more i mean well you see you know the gray worm army is there on their side and then you see the golden compass circle golden circle army on the boats that are going to be on cersei's side i love that you see her alone by herself i love that you see jamie lannister in like stark armor fighting uh with them clearly uh this this trailer broke records uh, speaking of each episode, the run times have been released for the final six episodes. Is it six? Six episodes. So again, this whole thing starts April 14th, and by May 19th, it will be over. Oh, shit. That's it. All of this mm. year and a half build up for like five weeks. 
of fucking television. So here's the runtime, starting with episode 68 through 73. 54 minutes, 58 minutes, 60 minutes, 78 minutes, and the final two episodes, 80 minutes each. Oh, shit. Now, I'm a little disappointed. I thought, I wish they all would have been 90 minutes. Would have been fucking great. You're only doing six. But. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they're doing what's appropriate. It looks and like. I like each one getting longer than the last one is also very interesting. Uh, and, uh, you know, the talk of this battle that's bigger than the Helm's Deep battle in Lord of the Rings, if that's possible, like, w- this is going to be fucking nuts. I heard the third episode has a crazy battle, uh, and it's coming out very soon. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, again, April 14th. Well, I still haven't signed up for fucking HBO yet. I got to go and click and turn that shit back on. I, I had to uh, turn that back on. Because they have a lot of great stuff right now. The season three of True Detective. Uh, there's the if you love the serial podcast, they're doing a the case against Adnan Syed. One episode's already on. Yes, I think it's an eight part series. Deadwood is returning in a movie form. I fucking love Deadwood. Whoa! And that's gonna be great. And the Watchmen show. I gotta watch this shit. So uh, HBO. Jury's out on that one. Well. Yeah, I'll give, I mean, it's going to be 10 episodes. I'll give it a shot. I, I right. got through Westworld and had no idea what the fuck was going on for the whole. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I, I guess it's pretty good. <laughs> you watched Westworld? Uh, I've seen I've watched both seasons of Westworld. You don't know what's going on? I mean, now I do a little bit, but that show is a lot of I don't know. Like Legion, like was that to me, too? Like, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on, but it it seems smart. And I feel stupid watching. This. I think it, it went off tracks at the last, uh, the second season. Second season. I actually, I thought there was, there was more action in the second season of Westworld. Oh, action. Yeah. yeah. But Game of Thrones coming back. All right. Also from uh, Disney, we have the first official trailer for Aladdin. No, it's not the first official trailer. Well, the first about? full trailer. Okay. It's not the first official trailer. <laughs> it's our first good look at Will Smith's genie in action and more of the tone of the movie. I don't think it's first anything. I think it's just another It's trailer. just another trailer. All right. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was we, special. We, we got a good look at Will Smith last time. I feel like the other ones were just teasers and this is like the first full. No, but the other one barely had anything in it. Anyways, you guys get a look at this. What I are did. your thoughts now? Because we were not uh, very nice to the first teaser, and Will Smith looked like shit, and it was weird, and it scared me a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts now after the second trailer? I mean, it looks a little bit more fun. It looks like it might be a little fun, and that's about it. Like I don't really um, the the response online has been very positive. Yes, everyone's saying it's an improvement. I think it's a slight improvement. I think he looks a little bit, it makes a little bit more sense uh, in, in motion, but I think you definitely get a sense of like the Guy Ritchie action vibe, like the chase through the streets looks really cool. And the music, we didn't hear any of the songs and the fucking the whole new world kind of gave me goose, goose pimples, gave me goosies a little. I was like, oh shit, there they are, actually flying on the carpet singing a whole new world. Anthony, this Aladdin, CJM, what'd you think now? What do you think? Looks to me it looked a lot better. Yeah. I think Disney realized right away that their first two attempts at marketing this film, the first one being that cover of the magazine with Will Smith not being blue. Yes. Was a disaster. Yeah. The second trailer that came out around the Super Bowl yeah. was a complete disaster. Yeah. I've never seen another trailer put out this quickly. Yes. So I think Disney recognized that. <laughs> They're like, oh shit. 
And I'll give credit where it's credit's due, in my opinion. I thought this trailer looked a lot better. It looked a lot more fun. Will Smith as the genie didn't wasn't as jarring. And they included a thing that they sh- probably should have included from the start, yeah. which is the fucking Whole New World yes, song. the music. Which is the music. Yes. Yeah, the music is one of the big things about the 90s Disney movies that won everybody over. So all those things combined, yeah. I think they kind of turned it around See, a little that's bit. that's the thing. They made a mistake with marketing because all you could really uh mine from those other two trailers was will smith and like what does the genie look like and that's really just a part of the the overall thing of aladdin there's the songs there's the the dancing and there's like you know there's all of that stuff so the world building and everything so this trailer showed more of that and it kind of diminished how important will smith was and uh it made it seem a lot more fun it also seems like it's going to be a little bit different than the cartoon Am I wrong? It looks like there's going to be more times of Will Smith in human form uh, than in the bit. movie. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of Will Smith playing Hitch, right? Yeah, but yeah. And also, it looks like there's like a quick Bollywood fucking dance scene in there and oh, stuff. Oh, it's definitely going to be lots yeah. of that. <laughs> now, you know, I read this article and it brought up a good point is how risky the original Aladdin movie was for Disney because it was the first time. They relied on so much overt comedy. They let Robin Williams be Robin Williams, broke the fourth wall. It was very different than their other movies, but it was a risk that paid off, of course. Uh, And it's a really stylized, cartoony movie. So that makes making a live action even more difficult. How do you translate that? Where do you put it? You know, what do you do with the production design? You know, Robin Williams is like, you know, is fun in a bottle. Yeah. You know, he's bottled lightning. So you can't do that again. You can't replicate no. that. So you have to try and do something a little bit different. You have to try and uh, there's no way you can do what Robin Williams did. So they have to step away from that and do something a little bit new. Make it its own thing, but still, you know, keep the songs. Well, they got in the there. music. They got They're the not going to get rid yeah. of the songs. The songs are there. The soundtrack was huge. So you have something to anchor it, you know, to what it was. You have the, the storyline. You have the songs. You have the romance. All of that, and Robin Williams being that that the comedic, you know, you know, bombastic thing that he was. I don't know if you can have Will Smith it's, like yeah. do a Robin Williams impression. It's, it's not going to work. Will Smith's just going to have to do it his own way, and hopefully, it lives up. Yeah, you know, which it will. We'll, we'll see. Also, did you notice that shot where Iago is a giant fucking parrot chasing him? Real quick. But- what yeah. was that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, it looked like a giant dragon. Oh, or was something. it a dragon? It a I thought it was the no, fucking. It looked like a parrot. It was like a bird or something. Yeah, I go. thought it was Iago. And we have uh, voice casting news: Alan Tudyk from Rogue One and uh, uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah, he's the bad guy. He in Doom is playing voicing Iago in a, this Disney live action movie, which hilariously caused Gilbert Gottfried fans on Twitter to get really angry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really yes and gilbert being uh the sly dude that he is is retweeting and liking all of the tweets about go fuck fuck this movie it's not the same it should have been gilbert this movie's gonna suck which i think is hilarious but none yeah, of the original cast is in the fucking movie yeah, so why should he be in it? Yeah, I don't think he wants to be in it. I think people are well, first off, people get mad about anything, but yes. I think the Lion King with James Earl Jones. Well, Mufasa is still James hey, Earl Jones. That's the yeah, only that's one. What, that's the same. Yeah, that's why I think people are probably going, well, you, you did, did Mufasa. Yeah. Why don't you do uh, something from Aladdin? Yeah. 
with one of the live alive actors. I mean, Gilbert for Godfrey would have been okay. all right. That would have been that would have been great. I don't know if it would have been better or not. Yeah, but. I mean, well, I like if They're like we can't use him. You need a tsunami joke yeah, about ten years ago. He lost the Affleck. He was the Affleck duck. It was ten years ago. Well, that's probably is what they're thinking. He's a little bit of a listen. Liability. Disney doesn't want to fuck around with anything. All right, they don't want to take a chance that someone's going to be like, "Well, you you employed a guy who made a tsunami joke." They got to keep it shiny and polished and clean. That's right. And is this how Princess, Princess Jasmine would have looked to you? I think so. I mean, she's she's very pretty, yeah. and uh, I think it works. And I mean, I think the guy the guy Aladdin looks looks pretty good too. Uh, people like are Aladdin. saying that like Jafar seems like he's really young, which I guess Jafar for me kind of was a little little off. They should have got the girl from uh, Slumdog Millionaire. In my opinion. Oh wait, his uh, which one was that? They, I don't remember her. She was, uh, I don't know, but she was really beautiful. And I don't know if she can sing though. That's a problem. Well, I mean, it's Bolly. Look, Bollywood stars can all sing. That's all. That's their. Right. They have to sing to be a. She's not Bollywood. She's not Bollywood. But you could have grabbed. She's, a, in, she's British. She's oh, she's British. <laughs> could have grabbed a Bollywood star. She's of Indian origin, yeah. but she's British. But it's supposed to be like Middle Eastern. So why is there like a Bollywood dance number? Ah, it's all confused. It's just like Korean, Japanese, Chinese. They can all well, play the same person. Uh, we're <laughs> just a real quick Aladdin. Yeah. yeah it, was kind of middle, but it really hadn't didn't have a specific location. It was just bits and pieces like of Persia. Arabia, yeah, Persia, associated Arabia, with Arabia, yeah. the Arabian yeah. desert. Uh, but Arabian you know, goggles. But the tigers in it, know. the monkeys in it, the fucking parrots there. I'm. Where's the Where's the uprising from? Modern day Persia was it Iran, Iraq? About these characters, these actors and actresses not being from Iran. Yeah, you know Iraq. what? They're, you know what? Why don't, why, 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 let's start there. They're brown enough, apparently. <laughs> but they're slightly brown. We'll take it. Main, main dude is Egyptian. Yeah, well, that's good. There you go. And that's, Naomi uh, Scott's uh, Indian. That's of, of the region. Britain. It works. Jafar is, uh, he's Dutch. Is it not? Dude's Dutch, but he's from, he's of Tunisian not, descent. Not everybody crazy rich Asians was Chinese, were they? No, they no, weren't. They weren't. Don't matter. If doesn't they're, matter. With Asians not and a big brown deal. people. I'm just being facetious. If they're brown enough or Asian, it doesn't matter. Like, nobody cares. How I think brown it's hilarious. is brown, though? That's the thing. It's, you know, like <laughs> mocha, like a nice mocha brown color. This applies yeah. to everything. If There's plenty of, plenty of white actors that are not Italian yeah, or Irish yeah. that play. Same thing. It works. You got to find the talent. That's the problem. Talent is the, is the issue. This one's May 24th coming out. All right, let's finish up the news section with some TV news streaming wars update because uh, Marvel Studios has announced, according to Slash Film, that they are producing a animated anthology based on the What If comic book series, Geek Motor. which I loved. You did? I loved the What If. Growing up, <laughs> finding the old ones. You, didn't, you never liked those rugs? No, I thought it was a waste of time. Like, this is not really happening. I don't need to know about it. But that's what's fun about it is you can explore weird things. Like, they did what ifs. Like, what if Captain America hadn't vanished during World War II? What if Spider-Man didn't become a crime fighter? What if Thanos joined the Avengers? Crazy shit like that. Yeah, I don't care about any of those things. No? Yeah, because <laughs> like, th this is what would happen. Either, number one, it would just annoy the shit out of me because I don't care about it. Yeah. Or number two... If the what if was better than the reality, I would be pissed at the reality. I'd be like, oh, this is so much better. Why didn't they just do this instead? This is so much better. And then I'd be mad at, at life. So I was like, no, this is just, it's, you're just breeding uh, things I don't like. Maybe this will sweeten it for you guys. Anthony, this show will be overseen by Kevin Feige. It will not be in canon with the MCU, but it may feature main actors from the live action MCU. 
doing the voices, what do you think of this idea? Are you familiar with the what if? I'm, yeah, I have a passing. I mean, it's it's not hard to figure out. Right. It's what if something wacky happened? Elseworlds. It's their shot at doing crazy shit, but not having none of it really matter just for entertainment. So it's going to be a cartoon? Ah, uh, yes. It will be animated. Yeah, I mean, if they can get the... Yeah. yeah. If they can get the... The uh, yeah. main actors yeah. and actresses doing the voices. Cool. Yeah. Right? That would that would be neat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what if Spider-Man had rescued Gwen Stacy? That was one of my favorite ones. I, wow. I don't remember what happened. What if Aunt May had been killed instead of Uncle Ben? I just, you know, Ooh. you would always think about these things you know, when you were a kid reading these books, and then they would they would give it to you. And they've also rebooted this series several times. It just started again. Where there was like mm. a what if Spider-Man was the Punisher or something. Uh, so that'll be fun. In the meantime, over at Netflix, they announced that they are developing uh, also an animated series, an anime based on Super Crooks, the Mark Millar series, since they own everything. Cool. Rugs, what do you think of this? Super Crooks, is, I read, I used to read this. I, it was pretty I good. enjoyed Super Crooks yeah. a lot, even though it was like flimsy. Uh, you know, like it was like really, really light reading. It was like there was no depth to it yeah. at all. Yeah. It was like four issues or five issues or something. Yeah, it was short, but like you said before, it was definitely written very cinematically. Like this would be a blockbuster yeah. movie about a superpowered heist kind of thing. Yeah, it was just enough to make a a, a, a a treatment, like a script or a treatment about it. And and Mark Miller does that. He does that on purpose. Yes. So, he, so we can just go, okay, this is a movie. Here, buy it. These five issues, that's a movie. And it, and it works because Netflix bought it and they're turning everything into movies and TV shows. I like Super Crooks. It was very, very fun. So uh, hopefully it's uh, it'll be a fun uh, little animated series to watch. What's it about? It's about a bunch of crooks that uh, I don't remember exactly that start. Um, what do they do? They start fucking up uh, other people, other other. They start like doing good shit, like kind of like Suicide Squad ish. Well, they retire like, fucking up, fucking up all the other crooks. Yeah. Ah. Like taking out everybody that pissed them off, I mean, inadvertently stopping crimes, or no, just stop- getting even with people they don't like. Well, it's mm. in the beginning. It's like they've retired, but then the one guy's like, "Let's do one last score." Yeah, and everyone can retire, and uh, the jails are filled with supervillains, and they're gonna try. Try. It's just a big. It's like a heist with these guys. They're villains, they have but powers. they're all competing with each other. Yes. They're all like taking each other out. It was pretty good. I remember reading this. Mark Millar, Lionel Yu on art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lionel Yu did it. Yeah. I'm excited for a lot of these Millar series this is coming out. We'll see when they start coming yeah, out. Here's the here's the, the the tagline to the book. It says, when the market is flooded with competition and the authorities are on your tail, what's an all-American supervillain to do? Johnny Bolt convinces his pals to pull off one last heist, but we'll go, but will culture shock get them before the, po- the police do? And then... When, yeah, so basically they pull off this heist, but they're doing it against the worst guy ever. Yeah, they're, trying to rip to off, yeah, they're trying to rip off the world's uh, biggest supervillain in Spain. Yeah. And of course, things are going to get all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, but as anime, that could be cool, too. I like the idea they're doing animes. They're doing live action with the Millar stuff. Fuck them. We'll see. Fuck them. Uh, fuck that show. It's, just no, don't like, fuck it, that it, show. My, it's like a Pulp Fiction-y <laughs> type thing where like bad guys are fucking over other bad guys to get shit. Like greed, it's great. That's gonna I'll be take cool. your word for yeah. it. No, it's gonna be cool. Uh, Anthony, I'd ask you what you think, but I don't think you're familiar with any of Mr. Millar's work. Exactly. So moving on. Meantime, over at Sony, 
from a new profile article from Variety, uh, the Sony Executive Pictures Chair, Tony Vinciquiera, he has said that they have plans in place for the next seven to eight years for Spider-Man, uh, not only on the film side, but on the TV side. Geek boner. And he's specifically talking about the 900 characters that they have rights to. And it, he's, he, the quote in the article says, we're developing a lot of Marvel-related content that I think will be out in the market very soon with something really big and big and transformational for us because we've not done any shows with Marvel before with Marvel IP. So Marvel and Sony are, there gives me a whole bunch of, I, sounds good, but it is Sony. Where is it going to be seen? Is it going to be on Disney? See, that's what I don't know. Is Sony going to have to start their own streaming app? Is this just for broadcast TV? Where are they putting this? Oof. Another streaming app. They just brutal. said television. No, they should not do it on an an app unless it's like an already existing app, like Hulu or Mara or whatever Netflix is going to be or or Marvel's now or whatever it's called. Marvel M- could they Go? could they pull off Marvel Go. like <laughs> I don't know what it's called. What's it called? Marvel Now. Marvel it, Today which one? Now. D- Disney Plus. You're talking about Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure. I, I have a couple. Beers. Marvel Now was uh, there that comic book <laughs> yes. line they released. Then it was yeah, all new Marvel Now. Yeah, I've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> and then it was Marvel Now, Wow, and How. Marvel More Now and Later. Marvel Later. Could they pull off maybe if they partnered with a network like an Arrowverse of their own in the Spider Verse? Is this what they're thinking? I don't know. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't think they should uh, create their own platform. That's going to be fucking. A complete waste of time. They're riding the wave of Venom and Spider Verse, yes. making a lot of money. Yes, there are. You know, they said, and, yeah. and they're back on the. This can make us. This could. We could do something here. You know, because they've talked about. They've talked about a movie with all the Spider Women. They talked about a Spider Ham spinoff. Uh, oh, it's all. It's all coming. It's all. And as a Spider Man fan, Geek-boner. I couldn't be happier. But <laughs> how about Sony? You give us an adult Spider Man. Leave the Tom Holland over there in the MCU. Give me an adult Spider Man again. But I don't trust them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm conflicted. <laughs> Do Craven's Last Hunt animated? That would be and, that'd be crazy. And Imran will suck your balls. Or as a TV show, as like a ten episode TV show. Yeah. Fucking do it. Do Sin Eater. Yes. Give me like a HBO level adult Spider Man live action TV animated. show. Animated. I'll do animated. Okay, do or animated. animated. I mean, they got the Marvel Spider Man show just now. Just don't animate it all jerky like that. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Spider Man. Frame rate was a little jerky. I'll give you that. Yeah. Although I still love that movie. Oscar I still winning. love it too. Yes. I still Oscar love it. Winning. But it's listen. That's the one that's one of the things that pisses me off about that and movie. And watching it, it again, been perfect. I did it does like I notice it. Like when he's yeah. running and moving and certain times you're like, okay, it's a little jerky. Some things are out of it. Now yeah. you're starting to understand what I'm saying. Yes. No. I saw it the first yeah. time, but I chose to ignore it. Yeah, you ch- people like cognitively <laughs> yeah. di- are dissonant when they feel like doing that. Throw in a couple of more frames. Come on. You got the what are you, what's it gonna hurt you? You're already yeah. there. Okay. Last thing, let's not leave Hulu out, uh, because they announced that if you have Spotify premium, it now includes Hulu for no oh, extra where? cost. Oh, shit. What does that, that mean? doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. I have Spotify premium. You, what does that mean? This is what you do in this article from The Verge. You, sh- you need to activate Hulu on the Your Services page within account settings. And then you can listen to Hulu. No, you just can't watch you, it. If you already get Hulu through Spotify, 
you won't have to do anything. If you have Hulu and don't have Spotify, you need to cancel your billing through Hulu, set it up through Spotify, and then you can log into Hulu. For, hey, do it. Tell me again. Uh, it says uh, activate Hulu on the Your Services page with uh, within the account settings. Basically, this is following. You know, Netflix raised their price. Hulu lowered its price down to five ninety nine a month, and now this partnership with Spotify is crazy. I just finished my like trial run of Spotify for it was like ten ten dollars for three months. I have Spotify Premium, and then okay, I'm gonna have to figure this Log out. Log in right? on the website or on the app and uh, find it because apparently. Free Spotify, it's there'll be ads in the Hulu. I mean, free Hulu with the Spotify. Uh, I think this is kind of big. Uh, but you can't, it's a limited play, it has limited commercials, but you can't add stuff like you can in the in the regular Hulu, like if you wanted to add HBO or Showtime. So it's kind of like a limited Hulu, but whatever. They're trying to sweeten, they're trying to Spotify's trying to get people, I don't know, and Hulu gets more subscribers. Spotify, I mean, I, I enjoy Spotify Premium for sure. Do you listen to Pandora still? You know how big Pandora is? No, absolutely not. So Pandora is actually bigger U.S. Spotify is bigger internationally. Hmm. And Pandora just started getting, uh, accepting podcasts. But apparently Pandora is huge. Like they have... They, you can So you can pick your own music on Pandora? You can if you pay for it, just like Spotify. Okay. Aren't they doing something with SiriusXM? Oh, Sirius just bought Pandora. Oh, shit. That was the other thing. Right. So I don't know if that content is going to mix. If you're going to hear uh, Pandora channels on Sirius, if you're going to hear Sirius shit on po- on Pandora as podcasts, I don't know. But look, everyone's buying everybody else. And this is also going to affect HBO because AT&T and Warner Brothers merger is done. And the fear is... AT&T really wants to use HBO, which is the main thing they bought Warner Media. It's the shining crown out of what they bought that they're going to dilute HBO's brand by making them push like their model, what they want. When the reason HBO has been popular is that they've been allowed to be artistically creatively free. No one tells them what to do, which is why the shows are great. Now they have a new boss and actually John Oliver and last week tonight. Just what is with your voice? Is, I don't know. I need to drink some water. <laughs> Drink some jizz, Imran. Jesus Christ. Love running low on your jizz. Yeah. Lubricate that throat. Lubrication. John Look Oliver has dick. been making fun of the AT&T merger and taking digs at them. Uh, but it's it, it, it'll be interesting to see what AT&T does with HBO, whether they ruin it or they let it let it be what it is. I don't know. Lot of I don't know. That's depressing they, that HBO could... Turn shitty. It can. It does. That is a possibility. Because mm, like they it. have new corporate overlords. God damn it. Every This is what's going to happen. This is what we're... Well, I mean, as if HBO wasn't a corporation before that. It was, but they were, again, allowed independence, allowed to... Well, they make, had their shit together, yes. and they had it all together, yeah. and uh, now it's going to come <laughs> not together. Get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. So it's together. <laughs> All right, I'm cutting in here post-recording with a real quick, important announcement. We happen to record the show a day early this week. And of course, what happens the next day? Marvel releases the second full trailer for Avengers Endgame. We will discuss this on the next episode next week, but it was too good not to dig into and geek out in the moment. So, listener, just head on over to jockandern.com slash Patreon. And I've put up an instant reaction with myself and Anthony as a free clip. You do not have to be a fan club Patreon supporter 
to enjoy this. It's a sample of the kind of bonus content you're going to get on our Patreon. So check it out. If you like it, sign up. It's not going to hurt you. All right, back to real time. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, play some lovely promos of our friendly pod buddies, and we'll be right back with the review of Captain Marvel right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi guys, I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the IMDb Journey podcast. Where we break down every movie from the top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. But when we're not doing that, we also battle other podcasts in various movie-related games of trivia and drafts. We also give quick reviews about every other film we've watched as well. Yeah, here we're quite good too. Yeah, if you guys don't believe us, why don't you listen to these genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, you guys are really good. I love your chemistry. Oh, hey, Brew, it's uh, this is a this is a good podcast, yo. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, love the banter, guys. Keep it up. I'm DB Jenny. Is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic testimonies. Oh, thanks, guys. Absolutely genuine and real. <laughs> and if you want to give a genuine testimony as well, go ahead and search for IMDb Journey. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So come along and join our journey. Hi, everyone. This is Hanno. And this is Stephanie. And we're from the Gotham Knights Podcast and... The Orville Lights Podcast. The Gotham Lights Podcast is a fan cast dedicated to the television show Gotham. And sometimes the television show The Orville. And if either of these things tickle your fancy, then by all means, reach out to us on Twitter at Gotham Lights, on Facebook by searching Gotham Lights, and also by means of email, Gotham Lights Podcast at gmail.com. All right, I just gargled some Vaseline, so I should be nice. good. Who knew there was more than one purpose to Vaseline? I didn't know it had all these different uses. Uh, listener, if you've been enjoying the show, join our fan club over at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. It's lots of fun. You'll be helping the show out, show your support, and you get bonus to a whole uh, separate podcast feed full of bonus content. All the shows come out on that feed early. So it's like having the main feed, but there's more shit in there. Talking nerd. Uh, we've had some movement. Gotta say we had some bowel movements and then we had some Patreon movements. Uh, the Patreon movements are a lot nicer. Big thank you to our latest $5 a month rug boy approved member, Tyler Turner. Whoa. You are Rug Boy approved, and I took that sound clip off the board. So, Rugs, give him a live Rug Boy approved. Rug Boy approved. Uh, terrific. <laughs> that's so, just like the record. Wow, it's really him. Uh, thank you, Tyler. And also, thank you to Joe of formerly from work. Joe from work. Joe, former employee. Yes, he in former coworker. increased his pledge from $1 to $5. Talking nerd. Wow. Also, he gets a rug boy approved. Rugs, you're going to have money. You're going to have to. Rug boy approved. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys. Sign up today. And Anthony, you had a really great idea to entice people. Uh, here's some more awesome bonus stuff coming out on the Patreon. Why don't you tell them your idea? 
Oh, the Marvel one? Yes. I, I was waiting <laughs> I for you to cool. ask me what Anthony the has an idea. What the idea I, I have an idea. <laughs> it's all started with an idea. It all started with a thought. Yeah, no. So each of us will hopefully do our own separate MCU rankings on Patreon leading up to Endgame. So we'll rank all 21 movies. All we won't do it together. Movies. We'll do it separately yeah. because doing it together is just going to be us talking over each other and that's just not good for anyone. It's what we do it. best. It gets, it'll get messy. But uh, yeah, we'll do that before Endgame and then maybe like uh, for the Endgame review we can reveal like what the top five or whatever or where this lands. But uh, Or just put it on Patreon. Or just put it on Patreon. It's only going to be there if you want to There's a lot on Patreon. Yes, there's hours and hours of uh, lots of bullshit and nonsense that's hilarious and entertaining. All right. Let's fucking finally flirt and get to it. Captain Marvel from Marvel. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. We're going to spoil the fuck out of the 21st movie in the MCU in its 11th year. Yeah. Chapter 21. Everyone got to experience. Uh, Based on the comic character, Captain Marvel, whose first appearance was Marvel Superheroes number 12, December 1967, as the male version, Captain Marvel. Uh, Carol Danvers' character at first appearance in Miss Marvel number one, January 1977. But Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel first appearance, where she finally takes the name July 2012. So just like. Seven. It's very confusing because this movie is not about Captain Marvel, right? It's uh, this movie is about Miss Marvel, which is Carol Danvers before who just adopted that name. Yeah, they don't say the name, and you know the comic book history of Captain Marvel is super convoluted as well. So, well, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel are both convoluted because yeah. uh, Marvel, uh, they wanted to use the name Marvel in one of their heroes. Yep. And they wanted to keep it out of DC's hands. So they had to keep some character with the name Captain Marvel or the, or the word Marvel in their name. So like DC couldn't use it. So they just put out these things hoping it was going to catch and it never did. The original, you're right. And like, you know, the company's called Marvel. They're like, we should probably fucking use the name of the company in something. And the original Captain Marvel wasn't really a huge, very hugely popular character. It was kind well, of. Actually, the original Captain Marvel is the current Shazam. Yeah, Fawcett I'm comes. saying the original Marvel Captain. I'm saying I'm yes. saying the OG Captain yes. Marvel so, that was yeah, known that first. Is yes. This all That's starts Shazam. in the 40s with Fawcett Comics and the character of Captain Marvel. At which point, National Comics, that's DC before it's DC, sues them because it's too similar to Superman. Uh, it goes away for many years, and then Captain, and then Marvel creates Captain Marvel, and then they sue DC for something and forcing them to change the name to Shazam. Yeah, it's such a fucking mess, this whole history. It's kind of interesting. But even within the Marvel Comics universe, the Captain Marvel history is convoluted and crazy. Yeah, it's been like passed on to different dudes. Different people have taken, uh, men and women have taken, and Skrulls and Kree yeah. have taken the moniker of Captain Marvel and, over and the Other years. than pretty recently, the there's not really been a definitive man Captain Marvel True. story, True. really. and. The definitive women Captain Marvel stories are all pretty recent. The ones before that are stories that were of its time and are now kind of looked down upon. Such yeah, as well, those such are Miss Marvel. You talking? Yeah, about. I'm talking about Miss Marvel. Right. I'm saying such as her getting 
rape. She yes, she she <laughs> she had a really strange history. She was well, raped, and then they came back. They, and, they were of its time. Yes. Well, like it was one of those things that. It wasn't like she was held down and raped or whatever. She was mind-controlled like, and manipulated. She was mind con- yeah. Basically, yeah. this one bad guy yeah. uh, mind-controlled her into getting impregnated by him. Yeah. And basically, I guess that's rape. He mind-controlled her and made her you know, get impregnated by him. Then she had a, a baby that was his clone. Right. And then she fell in love with that baby. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. And then later. Basically, the point yeah. of this is there's not a lot of uh, lot, not a lot of comic book history that's actually tangible enough that anyone remembers to work with. Until Kelly Sue DeConnick comes along in 2012 and, you know, starts this current Captain Carol right. Danvers, Captain Marvel. Who is now the, which the is modern. What is this is heavily based on. Right. But the thing is, is that Miss Marvel they launched her in this black costume right. with the sash. And at that point in time, she was a, 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 a pretty like recent or, or constant character that was in the Avengers and yep. was a powerhouse yep, in yep, the Avengers. Yep. And yep. And she only didn't Avengers. And then the X-Men, she didn't take yeah. the name out of respect to Marvel, uh, because their origins are similar in the movie. They changed a little bit of things. Basically it's explosion. Marvel's there. She gets powers. It's kind of the All gist right, let's, of booking. Let's get into the review. Anyways, look, yeah. before we get to the review, we got to talk about look, the Rotten Tomato score currently is 79%. Right. So it has dropped down average rating 6.8 out of 10. Okay. Now, the audience score is now at 63%. Now I'm sure you guys heard all the news. I think the you know with the the trying to review bomb this movie it was really dumb waste of energy. Like the most alarming thing is the waste of energy that within hours Friday morning this movie came out there were fifty eight thousand negative should, reviews. Should we encapsulate really quickly why that happened? If you could do it in one minute, do it. All right. So basically, um, it's a case of fans on both sides making blowing things out of proportion and making yes. things even worse. There was a clip of Brie Larson saying that she wanted um, more diversity, diversity, less male reporters at these events. And they took that and they twisted it into something bad, which it was. And she was making a good point. Then she had a speech at an award ceremony where she said she doesn't care about what a 40 year old white dude thinks about, uh, you know, movies that are not directed towards them and that those movies are not for them. So they shouldn't say anything. So that like she kind of like doubled down on that a little bit. But. She was just explaining about that whole thing about diversity again. She, would, but she kind of worded it in a and weird that way. That got twisted so they and took blown that, out of proportion. So they yeah. took the, that. They took that and ran with it. The, these angry fanboys. But then what happened was that the people who were defending Brie Larson were like, "Fuck you! Don't come to the movie then." And so it was this thing. It's like, will they or won't they come to the movie? Yeah. Well, let's review bomb this movie. Let's try and spin this into like some kind of like negative thing for the movie. And it blew up in their faces because it made people double down and go, no, we're fucking going to see this movie. Yes. In spite of all yeah, you and fucking I, haters. And I, I mean, of course, that's going to happen. Any press is good press. And clearly, everyone came to see this Sometimes movie. I wonder if Marvel didn't engineer it themselves. That's also possible. But the other thing I realized is that unless you were on Twitter or these comic book sites, like 90% of the general mass audience had no fucking clue any of this was going on. Right. It doesn't matter. It's so dumb. Well, huge waste of energy. The review bombing made the news, though. It did, but it wasn't even until then. People are like, what? What's going on? And like people didn't know why or cared. And it's just a waste of energy. Rotten Tomatoes. All it did was cause Rotten Tomatoes to have to do extra work and change their system well, and delete a bunch of things. What it did do, 
I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's, it's really not, it's as part of the story of the movie, but it's not the story of what I'm going to say about reviewing it. Um, but it, what it did do is it made this movie a conversation amongst the casual, yeah, you know, the, the public sure. and made the, made the movie, which might be right rugs and made the movie sort of an event. Yeah. You, you know, you had, if you were going in to see it, and you were aware of this conversation, you, you were going in proudly and going, I'm supporting this. Yeah. I think it definitely pushed people there. But uh, from my perspective, it was largely just fucking annoying to have to yeah, see this I, I shit right. very every day. Well, what this the is fuck? my take on this is my take on the box office. You could talk about the box office yes, success yes. right now. Okay, yes. Uh here. Well, so clearly it didn't work. Everybody went to see this movie. It's fucking breaking tons of records. Opening weekend. We don't have a production budget. Opening weekend, it makes $153 million domestic. Currently, right now, worldwide, this is just in five, like a week of release. This made $524 million. Oh, it is half, it's made over half a billion dollars on track. It'll probably make a billion dollars. Here's some of the records. Uh, it's the biggest opening weekend of the year so far. The sixth biggest worldwide opening ever. The seventh highest opening in the MCU overall. The biggest opening weekend for a comic book movie with a female lead, both domestically and globally, topping Warner Brothers Wonder Woman. That made $103 million domestic, 228 worldwide. That is now second largest domestic debut for a superhero origin story. Behind Black Panther that opened at 202, and it, let, me, let me give you some more. It will probably make a billion dollars. Uh, similar movies that opened up with a similar opening weekend are both Hunger Games Ooh. movies. First one, I believe, and the second one, Catching Fire, uh, The Dark Knight, and Rogue One. Wow, um, Rogue One and The Dark Knight both ended up over a billion. The Hunger Games movie just did not. Mm. Hmm. But the Hunger Games movies, I don't believe, are as popular. Obviously, as not as popular worldwide. Right. I mean, this is amazing. These are now, amazing records. What do you attribute this to? I, uh, man, I think part of it has to be kind of the surrounding controversy. No, I, I think that that you made a good point that that nobody, nobody knew. Like, about I this. mean, I mean, a large portion. Nobody. I hate when I, I make generalizations. That I think everybody's going to understand. But I clearly from Twitter know that I can't <laughs> make generalizations and help people read between the lines. That's how you get banned so, by Gail Simone rugs. Uh, yeah. A large amount of people. So you have to now be more specific when I talk. <laughs> a large amount of people don't know about this controversy yeah. and a large amount of people went. I think more people went that had no idea. Yes. So this is what my take yeah. is. And if you, you can disagree or, or agree with me okay. is that. At the end of a Infinity War, I saw that pager, that pager, yeah. and that was okay. This is who Nick Fury is paging to fucking, and that's the ray of hope. We got to find out about it. And I think everybody was like, "Let's see what the fuck this is." This is basically another chapter of this story that we have to watch now. And I think that there was no fucking way, no matter what any internet troll was going to say, that was going to miss this movie. Yep. Because I have to see it. Because I have to see Infinity War, the End Game. So, in um, fact, I heard this. the The demographic was fifty five percent male opening weekend came out to see the movie. Is what what the numbers were. So well, that's all. But the forty, which means forty five percent female, yeah. which is the one of the smaller gender divides in the MCU. So it, yeah. it did draw the women. Uh, let me let me add on. I, I agree with Rugs and in the Infinity War lead in is big. Yep. Um, I think that just a lot of women in general saw this movie not because it was this feminist thing, but yes. just because cool, they get to see a woman superhero. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, doesn't hurt. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, and this is also just the next chapter in this in this cinematic universe that they've created. 
uh, one more thing. If you were a um, movie fan, Brie Larson won an Oscar, She's right? She's an Oscar winner. So, I mean, you see that and you go, oh, look, this talented actress is in a Marvel movie. Let's go check that out. So I think for the most part, I mean, the, the conversation around it, you know, didn't hurt. Obviously didn't hurt. Um, but, you know, anecdotally, my theater, there's... There was no no one talking about any of that bullshit. They were no. just there to see the movie. Yeah. No, I think you guys are both right. Like the girl power bit, like worked for Wonder Woman for a hundred and three million domestic opening. Now you add the Wonder Woman was a fifty two percent female crowd. Oh wow! But now you add the girl power bit with this is the next chapter leading up to Endgame and the ten years of movies, and this is why you get a hundred fifty three. Yeah, it's sandwiched. Wonder Woman, I think, is more of a feat because yes. yeah, not to yeah, take away yeah. from what happened with, but. Like Wonder Woman was like punching up from this yeah, absolutely the, the, the terrible yeah. DC reception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brie Larson and Captain Marvel basically had a springboard. They gave her like yep. such a boost yep. that like it was a layup for that. Like you said, you're the button scene of Infinity War. How are you not you not gonna want to find out what the fuck up what the fuck's up at the other end of this pager? Uh, yeah. And it worked. This is the first MCU movie of 2019. Of course, Marvel's first female headlining superhero movie also the first mcu film to be co-directed by a woman right so So all of these things lead to what i like to categorize as quote unquote event marketing like this is an event yeah this is an event in multifaceted ways you can't just say it's a girl power event but because it is but it, it has so many other events going for it so you have like the female director event the the first uh, major female car- character for that Marvel's launching event. You have an Infinity War event. A lot of you things. have the event of f- shutting up internet trolls yep. that say that they're not going to see the movie yep. event. Yep. So you have a social justice aspect to this event. Right. So, and Marvel is, has been in tune with that. Yeah. And you, you know that they're going to kind of ride that kind of very smart, like, yeah. like event uh, based movie making where they're going to kind of, see all these markets that are being ignored or see all these markets that want to be represent have representation and and those that that will make every movie that comes out from Marvel whether it has a setup like like Infinity War somewhat of an event I mean they couldn't do that with Ant-Man and the Wasp and that was just that was really a filler piece but look at what happens when you have a character that nobody knows yeah. that doesn't really do anything to the story and doesn't have an event around it yeah and uh, it doesn't make a lot of money. Nope. And I mean, I'm really surprised it made half a billion dollars already. Yeah, That's I'm sorry. It amazing. blew way past my yes, expectations. Absolutely. Which is awesome. All right. So let's get into the movie. I don't think we need to do a recap because everyone's fucking seen this movie. Uh, it's just the story of Carol Danvers discovering her past uh, and uh, finding out who she is. Uh, and it's really an origin story for Carol and Nick Fury. And uh, Coulson, which is cool. Anthony, why don't you start? Opening thoughts. What did you think once this movie was over? Well, I mean, overall, I'll say I, I did like it. You know, it's it's a competently made movie. It's a it's a good next chapter. It's just it's a good film overall. There's there's nothing egregious that made me made me mad or anything. Um, that being said. Um, in my opinion, this is one of the more disappointing Marvel movies that I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> with the hype around it and with just learning about a new character, uh, I'll get into to why. But for me, 
Captain Marvel as a character, uh, specifically Brie Larson, did not land, mm. pun intended, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't find her all that interesting. And if the, the lead isn't all that interesting for me, then it makes for kind of a bland movie. And I came out just going, mm, that's... That wasn't that. That wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Hmm. Interesting. So, I was a bit disappointed. I would actually, right off the bat, I would say this is for me one of the the most disappointing Marvel films up there with uh, Iron Man two, Age of Ultron, and I'd I'd have it. I'd write it right away. I'll tell you. I'll have it. I have it down on terms of all the Marvel films. So lower, probably towards the bottom. Damn rugs. Yeah. Over yeah. overall thoughts of the movie. Now, what do you think I'm gonna say, Imran? Uh, I think you're going to say that the movie was fine, uh, but it has a lot of uh, flaws and plot holes. But, it, it, you know, it, it does. It's it's serviceable. Did you listen to his. his uh... He's just saying what I say yeah. about every movie. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I pretty much say about every movie. Yes. It's my go to <laughs> recipe. It's, oh, it's right. just fine. It's serviceable. It did its job. What, what um, is the real? What is the real? Right, thing? The, well, I mean, like Anthony pretty much echoed a lot of the things that I would say. Mm. Um, I feel like that Brie Larson uh, was the key to this movie. And for some people, she might embody Captain Marvel. But I think that I I still question her casting Mm. a little bit. I don't know. I know that she's. I feel like that she was kind of. She didn't have the presence. I mean, like you have the woman who who played her friend. Yes, she had way more presence on screen. Uh, you mean like, Lashana? Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch yeah. is Maria Rambeau. She was like when she was talking, and I could really feel like what she was like. I, I I got something from her. I felt like I could like. She was like, "Oh, you just came back, and I and who are you?" And I could feel that like real confusion in her, and like. She's not even anywhere half as confused as Captain Marvel should be. Right. I never felt that she was confused. Uh, not in that real way. I felt like, okay, she's acting confused, and, uh, yeah, and I yeah. guess she's supposed to be. So I think that Brie Larson, um, she was a little bit too uh, whimsical or like not, or or I don't know. Can I, I, can I, I, can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I just want to expound upon that. The way I felt, Captain, I never really got a feel for how I should feel about her character. And she chose to deadpan most of her lines, which was like one off them. Yeah, and she was trying to come off as like smarmy. It was like a weird mix of Tony Stark and Captain America. Mm. And by the fact that her, she was just deadpanning most of her lines and kind of just being this. she, She was just talking in a way that didn't really seem. Like a normal person would talk. Well, she's not a normal person. No, but that's not it. She 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 doesn't. But even by the end of the film, Imran, yeah, she still talks like that. She's not change. She doesn't change from alien to human. Yeah, she just changed from smarmy deadpanning human to someone that knows their history now and is still a smarmy deadpanning human. <laughs> okay, so okay. Yeah. let's go ahead. No, no, I mean the deadpan and the smarminess and everything. I mean, I don't think that that's off the table because just because I mean, look, you, you can clearly work uh, depending on the actor who does it. You know, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. That's his fucking thing. He just can pull that shit off. I don't know. I feel like that it was just. I don't know. I just felt like that she was almost like uh, a little too human to be alien in the beginning. 
And then she was like not human enough. Too at the alien end. to be human at the end, kind of backwards. Yeah, it never really kind of fit. Like you're being raised or or t- brought up by Kree and all this stuff. I'm like, and then these Kree are clearly acting too human. The scrolls are acting too human. Everybody's acting too much like us. So like, I don't feel a difference between anything. Right. Right. Mm, I don't feel mm. like I didn't feel like okay, this is a different. This is like a bunch of guys in costumes now. And that's why I hate Guardians of the Galaxy too, because every nobody seems like there's no. I mean, you you go to a different country, there's a there's a culture difference. Everything's there foreign, is literally. There's a foreignness yes. to yeah. it, and and so none of this has that. And and, and Gal- Galaxy doesn't have it. Guardians of the Galaxy two doesn't have it. Uh, Thor Ragnarok doesn't have it, and this movie doesn't have it. And so it's just a symptom of the Marvel universe, um, in a lot of ways. But it like it really weighed this movie down because the main character's portrayal is about that, about being an alien that finds out that she's human. And, but there's no difference. Right. Mm -hmm. And what that means. So Mm -hmm. I think that that portrayal by Brie Larson was a tough one for her to do. And I feel like she did a serviceable job, but I wasn't like crowing about it. I wasn't like, wow. You know, when I saw Killmonger, I was like, holy shit, this fucking moved me, okay? Yeah. This didn't move me. Um, when I saw uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, that was like, oh, that's fucking great. That's genius. You know, like, I couldn't have figured that one out myself. So it's kind of like, it was all right, her performance. Yeah. Well, uh, and then overall, the movie, probably just all right to you. I think the movie was fun. Yeah. But I think that it kind of like, uh, like pussyfooted around a little bit or like dipped its toe in things that like the 90s thing right yeah. it's in the 90s but you're in the desert the whole time you can't even enjoy it and a blockbuster yeah like a <laughs> yeah, the, the 90s thing for me really it was like a throwaway and they would and place, place weird music i love like, the music i uh, see i didn't like all the music i my the my guest really enjoyed the music i just felt the music was a little it was a little too much like, oh, wait a minute. Don't forget, we're in the 90s. There's a song. For instance, when she walks into the shop to finally meet um, or to finally get, reunite with Lashana Lynch, Maria Rambeau. Yeah. And I, ple- I believe they're playing, you gotta be cool. Yeah. You gotta, you oh, know? yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. This musical <laughs> cue is just a little. Love will save the day, Anthony. I don't know. Like some of the musical cues, for instance, like the Nirvana, uh, then, Come As You Are. Na- yeah, that, that was worked great. for me. And then you and, have uh, 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 Gwen Stefani, I'm nah, just a girl. I, I fucking hated that. A little over the top. A little on the nose there. That. I yeah. hated that so much. Uh, because she is was, just a girl. You know what they should have done? Yeah. Is they should have used Nine Inch Nails. They were, she was wearing the shirt. But she doesn't know who that is. Like She's just she wearing been, they a shirt. Played, or like an Alanis uh, Morissette song. Maybe that would have worked. They should have played The Hand That Feeds You. I mean, that's there could have been a song. number of songs they could have chosen. Can I tell better. you why real quick? I got a lot of thoughts, but, but let me tell you why yeah. that the I'm just a girl doesn't work yeah. for me. First yeah. off, it's a little too us. It's way too on the fucking uh, nose. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. There's no subtlety. Also, and this is a problem overall with the movie that I'll get into, but that scene is her supposedly fighting her friends, right? Uh, yeah, her former, the Star Force. That's her former yeah, Star Force. Yeah. That's, a, that's the team. That's supposed to be a big moment. Like, emotionally, you should be like, holy shit, she's going, She this should be really emotional for her to have to fight her friends. Yeah. You know, the people that she's grown to, grown up with as a team, and yet they play I'm Just a Girl, and it's played for mm-hmm. laughs in a dark, darkly lit thing. 
That's why Nine Inch Nails, Bite the Hand That Feeds You, is the perfect song because the lyrics are about like turning your turning on what you've believed yeah, in yeah, your whole yeah, life. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so there, there's a bunch of songs that those are all of her friends. She's fighting. It's the perfect yeah. song to go there, and they went with something else. But I mean, yeah. whatever. I never gave you my overall thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, overall, I had a lot of fun at this movie. I was entertained. Uh, I yeah. will agree with a lot of what you guys said. Uh, of course you except will. Except I do think Brie <laughs> Larson, I think she did a good job. I think the movie around her fails her, but she uh, she carried it. Like, could Brie Larson carry a movie? I think she did. Let me, let me ask you something real quick about, because yeah. you liked it. Yeah. You liked Brie Larson. I did cut what would some you, parts, what would not you all say, the parts. What, what would you say would define her character? Well, see, that's the thing. I see her. The one thing I could say about her to describe her is the I like the cocky and the sense of humor a little bit. But there are times when the line delivery is flat. That definitely. Absolutely. Yes. But, however, she is playing a character who the Kree have suppressed her emotions and told her yeah, but that's, to suppress that's her emotions. bullshit because she acts like a human being. So They all like to act like human uh, but beings. Look, they, I, no. There's no, if they were, if they were like a, a race of like very like formal people, yeah. then it would make sense that she's suppressed. But they're sitting there, hey, you want to fight? Sure. And they talk to each other. They're joking around and the, they're fucking around when they're getting suited up for the mission. Yeah, they're they're like, making fun of how ugly uh, Digimon Hansu's oh, character yeah. is. I yeah, about come that. on. So like, <laughs> they didn't. The writing didn't suit no, that. So that, you can try and the, make the you're, argument, you're, but, but the it's, writing, it's not a good yeah, argument. Yeah, the writing did fail, and the plot is there are some big plot holes. Uh, but no, there are times where like when she was like, "You lied to me," to Yan Rog. I could have used a little more grit, a little more emotion. That was a big fucking moment. So I will agree, you do not connect to these characters as much as you should have but the relationships are great i really loved how they weaved shit in to the mcu and all the fucking references and easter Ooh, eggs i, I didn't like I, some of that I, I, I thought i mean some of it is retcon but it's That's it's heavily woven in like there's a it's more substantial than ant-man and the wasp is to the entire story yes well, of course I'll, you know i'll say this okay um when i went and watched the movie and sat down and watched i enjoyed it yeah I enjoyed it for what it was like, you know, a fun little romp. If I like want to take someone to to see it or maybe some whatever. I love that little like, girls are going to love this. Yeah. You know, that's the that best thing. It's perfect for that. Yeah. And it's, and it delivers that. Yeah. But now this thing made $500 million. It made 89 million in China. All alone. Right. It's, you know, it does it. Does I mean, it's, that's all. Is that based on it being a great movie or is it, based on being a good time for an hour and it's, whatever but it's based on Two all the things six. we talked about the lead up to end game the anticipation right. the girl power it's so, all these things when you ask yourself is this a great film it's you're it's pretty good i, I can't say that i say i say it's it's competent it's a competent marvel film yeah i will and agree that it's it, really good not great yeah i, so I want to feel go like, really good I, I mean, because I, uh, I don't know. I'm so torn because the more I think about it, I think of stuff that I really liked and I think of stuff that really annoys me. I didn't like all the retcons. Okay. I didn't like how they have to. Now you have to like really make some leaps in the continuity. It's just a little messy. Here's the thing. Again, I I enjoyed the film. I still think it's it's. I don't. I still don't think Marvel's made a shitty film. Correct. At least for the MCU. Correct. No. That's my opinion. Yes. Um. So it it's still fine. You know, in the, in the grand spectrum of superhero films and films in general, it's better than a lot of things. 
for me, again, I have to restate all the Marvel films that I've seen. I've enjoyed the main character. Yeah. For the most part. This is one of the only ones where I went, I don't, I don't have any sort of connection Mm -hmm. to this character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't really still get a feel for what who she is. I think there's two pith, couple points. First off, I think either the script or Brie Larson's acting decisions were off. I think it's both. It's it both. might have been a combination of both. Um, also, the storyline playing out the way it did, interesting on paper in terms of her, you know, starting off with her not knowing who she is and you figure it out as the movie goes along. I think maybe a traditional origin might have been wow. better. Okay, let's talk about this because this is well, interesting. Wait, yes. wait, be- yeah. Because you don't get enough time with any one aspect of each of these of the films, so you don't get enough time with her and the Kree to really develop, develop the sense of family that she had yeah. with the Kree. Yeah. So when she betrays them, it doesn't feel like anything. It feels like, okay, yeah, I saw that coming. You, you don't feel anything. You don't, feel an, she do, you don't get enough time with her as a child yeah. growing up, yeah. so when that montage happens yeah. where she's standing up. Yeah. Cool montage, yeah. but you never really got a feel for her character up to that point as this character that never backs down and always gets yeah. up. Also, her, her, you never get enough time with her and her sister, which is a good plot point. Like they, they, the, the acting there is, is actually pretty decent, but you never get any time with them before she went to space. Yeah. So you don't have that relationship between them. You never really got a feel for that either. So when Maria Rambeau makes this big emotional speech about... You're the biggest badass I know. You're Carol Danders. You've always been a superhero. You're Carol Danders. That is classic yeah. tell, not show. You yeah. never saw you any of that. You didn't get earned. So yeah. my point being, and then it's also this buddy cop film, which is probably one of the better parts of the film, in my yes. opinion. But the reason the reason why I think maybe a traditional origin story might have worked better is maybe you would have gotten this time with all these characters, but the since it's all kind of jumbled put together jumbled in different ways and told in flat in blurry flashbacks or crazy flashbacks you never get a real sense of who there's who brie is what her relationship really is like with um her sister or with the kree so all that stuff kind of gets thrown together so quickly that nothing resonates in my opinion yeah and also the whole thing with her memories being gone and then and then they show you Exactly what's going on, and then you're waiting for her to catch up. The whole movie, right? You're the audience. So now, knows. like that tension is gone. Like if you're like still in mystery, you don't know, and you're discovering things as she's discovering them. Then, like, okay, cool. But you already know she's gonna. You've seen the trailer. She's gonna be Captain Marvel. She's gonna fly around and blast things. You know, like, when's she gonna do that? Well, there's little you know? tension in the whole movie if you think about it, because you know Coulson ain't gonna fucking die. You know Nick Fury's not yeah. gonna die. Well, you not know only, she's not, not only that, die. not only that, but they they don't do a very good job of making. it making you not know that the Kree are going to be the ones that are the, the bad the bad guys. Uh, the, o- the, the only biggest thing I didn't expect was the scrolls to be I like that decent. twist. That, that was the best twist. I love that twist. Because you didn't expect yes. that. Oh, my God. There's so many. Th- okay, first of Did all. Did you guys enjoy that? I I, I thought that twist. I did not I expect it. was it. fine, but then I scratched my head. I'm like, what does this mean for... Moving forward? For- Moving forward, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I thought the... So, real quick, I thought the scroll twist and um, anything with Talos was the best part of the film. There was more emotion in Talos reuniting with his family than there was with uh, Brie that's a good figuring point. out who she was. That's a good point. I also will add in that anytime Brie and uh, Sam Jackson are together, I thought they worked really well. They were all right. I yeah. thought their I relationship thought good. was good. Okay, hold on. Wow, so many things. First of all, the flashbacks, uh, I kind of agree with you, Anthony. It kind of confused me because I thought we would get to see 
more of the story more. growing up, yeah. and then the flashbacks would make sense. But yeah, like even in Batman Begins, when you see Bruce fall through the thing, there's a, he talks about he has nightmares. But then they show you and, the whole incident. Yeah, they show yes. you, but. Think about it. This show maybe like maybe twenty seconds more, and it's enough. Yeah. Like here, you literally get like a split you know, second. The fall from the ropes, the flip on the go the the go kart, and the other thing like you. It's just played as a montage. You don't really connect with it because right. they didn't give you, you just, any context. You, ju- you just needed twenty more seconds, uh, thirty more seconds of each I, of those. I things. will say the nonlinear origin structure. I think was refreshing. In a way, because then people are going to be like, oh, it's the same fucking formula. So I like that they did that and it ties into her not remembering. It's, it's you know, it's born, born did it but way better. On, though. on the other hand, the movie is also it's Thor. What do you it's mean by exactly that? Thor. It is. We start with a person with established powers. They end up on Earth. They're a fish out of water. They learn to love the people on Earth, save the day and then leave their Earth friends okay. behind. Let me give you how it's not Thor. It is Thor. Yes. Here's how Thor is different. Thor is a cocky motherfucker in that, in the start of that movie. But by being a cocky motherfucker, he gets sent back to, sent to earth and is humbled humbled. by humans so that by the end of it, he is a changed character. This movie. And I, and I saw this on YouTube and I agree. It was from Brown table roof gives the illusion of this character changing, right? She doesn't change at all. There's no, all she does is regain her memories. She's still the same deadpanning smarmy asshole from the start of the movie till the end of the movie. She's just super overpowered by the end. There's not much character. growth. there's, yeah, the the big the best thing about an origin story is yeah. the character growth. She literally just goes from Veers to Carol Danvers Carol in name Danvers. only. Right. However, I see the potential of her when she's with everyone else when she comes back in the post credits. She post-credit might be better scene. in the I think film. it's going to be fucking badass with her. Now it's been twenty. The Russo years. brothers will know how of to course, use her. They, I'm very yes. excited so for that. This we kind of had to just g- get this out there, and I, that's why I think it's perfect for uh, what it is. This it did what it needed to do. Can I, can I give one barely. more thing? And I think Rug, Rugs will agree with this. Yeah. We have another cool thing about these superhero films is, or Marvel's done a really good job is they give us, they give us some sort of idea of what the powers are and what the limit is. Sometimes, not all the time. You really don't, don't know, know what the stones the time, fucking do. What are their I'm powers? Not talking about, I'm talking about the characters. Okay. I'm talking about okay. the characters. Oh, what their limits are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what their yeah, limits yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't really know why she got, these like why she was imbued with these powers. They never said, oh, like it mixed with Marvel's powers and came into her. It was a special mix. Yeah. It was just she happened to be caught in the explosion. Okay, fine. She got caught in the Tesseract explosion. But what can she do? Is she super strong? How strong? Is she how she's can she fly? How is she flying? How fast is she? What is she shooting out of her hands? What are the limits to her fucking powers? Oh, great questions. R- right now, I think all I know is that she's in at one point. So she's but Right now, all I know is that she's basically invincible. So I don't see how that makes her an interesting character. For instance, the Hulk, super strong, but if he turns into Banner, he's real fucking vulnerable. Yeah. Thor, yeah. we see that he can get his ass kicked by, um, by uh, well, Thanos. And he needs his hammer. You know, and he needs his fucking hammer. Yeah. You know, Captain America is a fucking human. Iron Man without his armor is just a dude. Yeah. What is Captain Mar- What are her limits? We never get Alcohol that in this movie. Is- <laughs> 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 we don't get we don't get that and, and, and this isn't me going this isn't me saying oh man a woman can't be that strong no it's just the fact that we don't know what her limits are there's no they never do a good job of explaining what even really happened to her she's part in uh tesseract she's part infinity stone and i thought it was that plus maybe the kree 
like blood transfusion that made I don't know. They don't explain. Oh, one, it. one more thing: yeah. the relationship with Marvel was not was not spent with long enough no, to even no. feel anything for that either. No, but I like what they did with the supreme intelligence. I like the introduction of the Kree and, Squ- like and the Skrulls. I think this is a really important. Why? But this is the thing that I don't yeah. get. Back in 1995, there's a scientist that's supposedly working on some shit. Yep. Now, this is what I didn't get. This is the part that I was confused okay. about. And you, you may call me stupid. I'm, you know, I'm full stuffing. And of course, I'm dumb. <laughs> but um, you have this woman that's on an Earth planet that's obviously nowhere near as technologically advanced as the Kree, working on a fucking engine that can do things that they can't do, I guess, but... They're warping through space all over this movie. So why do they need light speed technology? It's light speed completely engine. pointless. Mm, mm. I they're mm, warping mm. from galaxy to galaxy. What does a light speed engine have to do with anything? Why is that even important? Yeah, that's to a weird that? one. What, so, that was weird. And then also, and why I'll, are they building it on Earth and no one fucking thinks that this is crazy? Like this is fucking technology that shouldn't even be fucking. How did she even get the Tesseract? That, yeah, like that, no that was my it. big question yeah. is how does a regular scientist infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. and get all the way up to the Tesseract? Because the last time we saw the Tesseract, Howard Stark got right. it. Uh, and, and he's a creator of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the next time you see it, it's uh, at the end of Thor, I think, or no, in the yeah, beginning the of, of Avengers, or the end of Thor, I forget. Yeah. Uh, but the Tesseract timeline is a little... It's a little, it's a little off. They changed a couple of things. Uh, this is going to sound a little, and I'll get to event. I, there is the good things to say, yeah. but I have so many All right. nitpicks. Okay, and, let's keep nitpicking. This is fine. Um, the, the there's two nitpicks. I have the sex change to Mar- from Marvel for a woman, yes. Mando woman. Wendy Lawson originally like. I, I understand Lawson. what they did. Yeah. But I just didn't get enough of that relationship to even care, and then it, at that point, it just felt like you were just changing it. Just I thought to that was kind of neat, and it, they they did say it. That didn't it bother happened me. late in no, production. No, that didn't bother me. Is more more or less just we didn't get to meet her. We didn't get enough. To, yeah, yeah, I didn't really get to and meet Annette Marvel. Benning is she's great. And again, similar to how Michelle Pfeiffer kind of wasted in Ant Man of the Wasp. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. I wish we would have got a little more of that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really made me fucking roll my eyes. Yeah. When. Nick Fury is typing up the Protector Initiative. Oh, you didn't and like sees, that? No <laughs> fucking way. That, I really Get hate the it. fuck out of here. Like, uh, that was, was too much. There was two lines where I cringed yeah. a little yeah. bit. One was when they... Well, the whole thing with Nick Fury's eye pissed me off. Oh, I, I did not like that but, either. That's but dumb. number... That, him changing the... Inet, the to her, her name was her call her sign, call was, sign Avenger. was Avenger. Yes, I was like, come the fuck. And, but on. I was like, oh, that's how he's called. Like, it. Where did it started? Like, <laughs> no, like, no, why that, are you doing this? That, you're you're, that's you're a like shoehorned, too shoehorned. Yeah. Very shoehorned. Maria Rambo's call sign photon. And the, what do you think of the smile for me line? That was was that? We think that was done after Which the one? controversy. Yeah, Nick Fury tells oh, her to smile. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's, he's talking about the guy on the motorcycle. Oh, that's right. Smile for me, babe. My, well, my friends asked me because I yeah. went to see it a second because time. I feel like it's. I feel like that Marvel had to generate. Like, definitely... That was already in the movie. Yeah. I think feel like Marvel generated this whole controversy around oh, that. That's interesting. What? Well, there's no mm. way it could have been in the movie, and then part of the reason they left it out of the trailer, her smile. She smiles all over the place. Yeah, in this movie. she's yeah, laughing she and joking. So I, I don't know. I went. I my friends. It's my friends tried to ask me to 
figure that or um, see if that was either a voiceover or if that was actually acted out when he said that. Oh, if it was they ADR me, dub. But they sent me that message while I was in the movie, yeah. so I, I forgot. I didn't even notice it Shit. until after. So I wish I wish I would have caught if that was a voiceover or if they cut away or if, if you he actually, actually said see that. him saying it. So well, there was there was some mm, stuff, and that's suspicious, right? I remember I, I talked to one of my friends who happened to be a female, and she said there was one uh, part where. You know, Jan Rog's like, prove it to me, prove it to me. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's like, fight me basically like a man. And she's like, fuck you, I ain't got nothing to prove. Yeah. And shoots and she shoots that, him. That was all right. That I was like great. That. That's like an No, that's, yeah. that's completely fine. Like, like, as a movie, as a, uh, a feminist movie or whatever, I think it's, it wasn't bad at all. No, like, there's like, no. People thing, are trying to no, paint this no as heavy-handed this heavy handed message thing. or anything. No, I don't think it was. No. I think that um, it was perfectly done. Yes, it was just. Yes. What you expect out of a Marvel movie. Absolutely. Yeah. A Marvel movie, Marvel has always been, even in the comics, socially conscious. Yep, yep. And, you know, and calling these things out and, and doing it. it. It wasn't done in a heavy-handed way. What was done in a heavy-handed way was the naming of the Avengers yeah, after. That yeah, was terrible. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's really heavy-handed. Like, that little allusion to the smile, I feel like it was too related to the controversy. And I feel like either they put it in. That's like, suspicious after, now. I don't know. Yeah, I, to look I don't know. Mm, yeah, I, uh, I really, I really hated the Avenger thing because I get it. Like this is an important movie in terms of the the universe. You don't need to hit me over the head <laughs> and tell me that, and make it so that it's on screen how important she is. I get it. She's the first hero that Nick Fury saw. That's enough. You don't need to go and put her her call side be Avengers or Avenger. And to my knowledge, I don't know, you guys see read more comics to me. That's not at all comic book accurate. No. So they just shoehorn that in like a motherfucker. You want to know to make what her call something. sign was in the comics? What? It was cheeseburger, cheeseburger right? because yeah, yeah. You do that. she puked in a training session. She had a burger before and puked in a training session and, and has the embarrassing nickname you called don't, Cheeseburger. You don't need to call her However, Avenger. If it's for 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 new new people coming in, new little girls who have maybe never seen a Marvel comics movie, I think a lot of this is heavy-handed for them, for this new audience to get them up to speed. And comics you kind of do that too. Yeah, but what what does that do? You, what, you don't what, need what to be do heavy-handed. Think, it puts the what, word what Avenger in does, people's head. I don't know. Like the whole thing it, is that was yeah okay. I hated that. <laughs> At first, that I was made, like, that oh. literally made me roll my eyes. <laughs> that like, was oh one of God. the. I was actually pretty on board with the film <laughs> until I the saw that, end. and then that began the. That began the like the eye rolling. I was like, oh my now, god! Speaking like, of eye rolling, is- can we talk about the eye thing? Because in Winter Soldier, Fury tells Captain America, "The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." And lost it's an eye always up. supposed to be like this big. He was being interrogated by the Kree. Now, I it's kind of funny that the cat does it. My real issue is when it actually happens, it's not clear and it's confusing, and you're not even sure that his eye is gone. Uh, it, I, no, the way they played it off it was like, weird. Like, okay, you're gonna have the fucking flurkin scratch his eye for no apparent reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's number yeah. one. Number two, when it happens, he doesn't it make doesn't a big even de- seem yeah, serious. He doesn't make a yeah. big deal out of it. He doesn't even, and he just, and then he just kind of like, okay, my eyes. I gonna do fall like out, that he so threw in a, a mother flurkin. I was, and I, I thought he swore. I was like, did he just? Oh no, he did. Mother so, flurkin. I don't know. I felt like let, let me let me was let me add on to that. Yeah. They were doing the thing that they thought I thought they were going to do throughout the movie, where they were teasing his eye because he gets in the car accident and it's his eye right. that has but it's the, just cut the cut on cut. it above. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cat scratches it. And yeah. I'm going, oh, this is the second tease yeah. for how he loses his eye, yeah. and it's the oh nope, they didn't lose it, it again. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. you know, that that whole thi- that that 
comic trope of just oh you're anticipating this bad thing to happen to this guy's yeah. armor is you know and it doesn't happen and, and I thought that that was the the continuation of it and then and it you realize happens. that it, that's that's actually how he lost his eye and I agree with you Imran like it it's kind of amusing that that's the really the reason right. he lost his eye but, because of the cat yeah but they just gloss over it uh, yeah it doesn't it, <laughs> it doesn't it, make it any really, sense the more I think about it I'm like this does not resonate it with me ha- if, if that was it they needed to be handed. that needed like, to be heavy handed what- because it happened and I was like instead of like oh this is what it happens I was like wait is that yeah, what but it this happens? is like this is the thing about subverting expectations. Yeah. Like when they've been, Marvel's been doing this. When Miles Morales gets bitten by the spider, yeah, he just, just like, like flicks eh. it off, like it's nothing. But like this whole defining thing is just a cat scratching his eye. I'm like, first of all, well, they did it with the Mandarin too, dude. Yeah, it's your fucking. You'd eye. be, I'd be screaming. All right, it's your fucking eye. It's you can't aim your fucking gun anymore. Yeah. You have to fucking your depth perception is fucked forever. Like, you know, motherfucking you, your fucking eye and it hurts probably. So he <laughs> didn't act like it hurt at all. No, yeah, no. I mean, like, come Let on. Me, and if they were going to if they were going to subvert, in my opinion, they then he should have made a bigger deal of being telling Colson. You no one talks about this, right? Like, keep, keep, we're, keep we're, it hush. This hush. is the story. Right. This is the story. That like, would have been good. too. He, that that yeah, would have been like yeah, and yeah. then he would have been going out and telling people all over the world. Oh, you know, every the next few scenes would have been going. So you see what happened to my <laughs> eye was and it would have just been <laughs> the this, story thing, this running joke. Yeah. 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 But instead, they, it, you don't even know that that's the reason yes. his eye is yeah, gone. I did that and then they have the, the, the weird makeshift patch. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I, that's the reason. Have you seen the theory that the scratches on Thanos's face look a lot like cat scratches? That, yeah, fuck that. That's bullshit. That's fucked that. All right. A uh, couple other nitpicks. This is my big question. I want to ask you guys because I don't know if it was my shitty AMC theater or if this was the print no, of the movie. I know what you're going to say. It was really dark for a lot of the movie. Like almost so dark, I couldn't see what the fuck was going well, on. Well, in the Cree stuff, definitely. In the beginning, all the, um, but it was yeah. muddy. It was I the, wanted the, to actually, adjust the brightness and the thing. It's one of the um, flattest looking movies it's you'll so see from Marvel. Flat, so flat, yes. There is absolutely so. This is my criticism of the directors. Yes, there is nothing that you can really hang your hat on stylistically that makes this movie stand it's out. It's generic. There's, it's, it's well, yeah. as generic as it gets. Black Panther had, you know, some style, some flair. James Gunn's movies had style I mean, and flair. Russo's, Thor Ragnarok. So we're, has we're, a style. Yeah, we're, we're used to a run now of, of directors adding their own flair so, to these movies. Yes. This well, didn't look, have it. Yeah. Look, this movie's coming in, like, was it the 21st yes, movie of first. fucking yes. Marvel? So, like, we already are. We've seen the same aerial moves done by Iron Man yeah, that yeah, Captain Marvel yeah. does while blasting and flying. Yeah. We've seen, you know, aliens done in Guardians of the Galaxy and Infinity War and all that shit. We've seen everything. We've seen the costumes. These costumes are like old hat now. Like there's nothing, like there's nothing inventive about these costumes. The costumes are any. I thought their costume was cool, and I liked how it changed colors. (laughs) I thought that was cool. I didn't think her. Co- I think her costume is kind of is generic in the Marvel movie. In the the spectrum, in the spectrum of Marvel. Like Marvel's becoming very generic with everything it's doing. Mm. Like, remember how like revolutionary like the like some of these con like Wonder Woman's costume is like they distilled this Wonder Woman character and figured out the warrior aspect yeah, of yeah, it and played it up, kept yeah, it simple, yeah. kept it classic and clean. It wasn't overly busy, and it and then they added color to it. 
you know, in the subsequent movies. I mean, like you said, Ruggs, 11 years, 21 movies. They've had, you know, uh, Andy Park and that other guy, Menderlink, are the costume designers. And they've been, in every movie, they have to design more costumes. So, and, like, I love Marvel picks these indie directors. Like, this is what they've been doing. But again, 11 years, 21 movies. Directors Anna Bode and Ryan Fleck come from an indie drama background, right? Right. So, which is yeah. why I think you the real strengths you see is the relationshipy stuff between Carol and Nick and maybe the Carol re- the, and Maria. The real the, the 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 strength of this movie is when Carol is around Nick yeah. and um Mon- Maria Rambo yeah. and surprisingly Talos. Oh yeah, they're we'll get all to bouncing him. off yes, of one yes. another. But that to me is the best you're part. Right. Of the but film. the other nitpick I have does fall on the director's shoulders. The action scenes were so choppy and so cut yeah. up and so up close that I yeah. couldn't tell you couldn't tell what was going on. It was it was cut like as if this was Iron Fist. But, but my favorite scene out of the movie is when her hands are in those big columns and she's trying to break them out and fight everyone on the Kree ship. Uh, yeah, but there's still no. But it was still really no dark. <laughs> oh, here here's another. I, this is again something I stole. I I'm stealing from Brown Table. Yeah, but it's a great point. In my one of my last nitpicks before I say something positive. Okay. Um. So there's two situations where she's in kind of a trap yeah. and she gets out of it. There's the one where. She has the things on her hands. Yeah. And she gets out of it yeah. by beating people up with those things on her hands, yeah. but also getting strong enough to blast them off her hands. Yeah. So that works. She gets stronger. She gets out of it. Yeah. She's in the Supreme Kree intelligence, yes. right? Yes. And we see that cool montage, which for me was cool, but didn't work because we didn't spend enough time with her in the past. But the reason that didn't work for me, the reason why her getting out of the Supreme intelligence didn't work is she gets out of it by... Uh, getting stronger getting stronger and go, so she goes a, binary they, they, i know but the the point is you can't have it twice in the same movie where she gets out of something by just getting stronger but she got even more stronger the second time i know but, but that's 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 it's it's, it's repetitive kinda, yeah it's kinda, you need to yeah, you need to yeah, switch yeah, it up yeah, she need to yeah. have, like done something clever yeah. or tricked or, or or like or someone saved her something like that but she gets out of the two Difficult situations the same exact way. She just gets stronger. Well, but it was more the emotional uh, stuff of her finally clicking with her background and remembering. Right. I've and been t- I've been fighting with my hand behind. Time my to back. fight back. Get, get up I'm every time get she stronger. gets beat down. She gets up again. Well, they have that fucking stupid thing in the neck that like. Oh yeah, there was reminding the inhi- me of Scott the Pilgrim. Inhibitor yeah. ship that was also used in Agents of Shield. This thing ties into Agents of Shield and lots of Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Avengers, but that was similar to Agents of Shield. But yeah, it was the inhibitor chip, and she had to fucking pull that thing out. Uh, and really, it was kind of a good thing I'll say is it doesn't have a big shitty CGI battle at the end like the no, Black Panther. But a right, but then you got the tease of the accusers that just fucking go away. We're going home. Well, they take <laughs> off, and he's got oh, a you know he, man. Ronan worked another for the, <laughs> another waste to Ronan. Holy a, shit! A little bit. He didn't really do anything, <laughs> did he? He just stood there watching. Yeah, they just he's like, oh shit. Uh, that guy gets a the guy gets up in all that makeup and then he just doesn't do anything. <laughs> the other r- repetitive trope is like uh, the hero that's abducted by bad guys, but they think they're the good guys. Uh, also, Gamora's gone through this. Wasp has gone through this. Scarlet Witch, kind of the same shit. It, it would worked in my it would have worked in my opinion if they just spent more time with us getting to know the team. You, this is what I would have done if I were to make this movie. I would have not done a '90s piece. I would have not done the beeper. I would have introduced Captain Marvel in Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, and, okay. And, or in that universe because she's out there. This is what I would do. I would have 
you, you could still have the Tesseract and everything and, and Marvell creating the Lightspeed engine. And then she takes the Lightspeed engine and she just takes off into space and doesn't know how to control it. Ends up in the far ends of the universe. Doesn't know how to get back home, but she's Captain Marvel now. Flying through the galaxy, fucking fucking shit up. Wait, how'd she and, get her powers uh, if the thing doesn't explode? Maybe it does. I don't well, know. How'd she fly out there if, they, if it's exploded? I don't know. The <laughs> point is, is that she's not on Earth. She's out in space somewhere, yeah. and you know, maybe explodes, and then the Kree find her there, floating around in space. The point is, there's no need for a 90s movie that fucks up the continuity of everything. They made that choice for what reason? I don't know. Like, the fact that there was no superheroes, but there was this one that no one obviously was around, that no one fucking noticed. The huge alien invasion, no one just seems to forget about, everybody forgot about that. You know, it kind of like... I agree. I agree. I, at first, I thought the 90s thing would help because it would give this movie a certain flair that it would make it a little bit more memorable, but they didn't play up the 90s thing enough. And the it things wasn't that, worth it. Yeah, and the things they did play up were just a little too on the nose. And by doing the 90s theme, it actually creates a lot more questions such as if fucking Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury has this beeper, why the fuck did he not page her when the Avengers were getting invaded in New York by the Chitari? Yeah. Like that doesn't make any, there's been, I don't know, three or four world ending events where he could have paged her and he didn't. Yeah. So like there is a, there's a lot of, when you you're in the movie, you're enjoying it because you're on this little ride. But then when you think about what you just saw and whether it makes sense in the grand scheme of things, it does all these questions come about. Now, there is a school of thinking, which I don't agree with, with this is the thing that the, the, the writers and Marvel decided to do. This is a story that they wanted to tell. You don't have a right to sit there and, and play armchair quarterback, you know, and would have, could have, should have. This is what Who's they did. Who's saying this? That's dumb. Um, of course you can critique um, it. Everybody everybody who doesn't want you to critique anything. <laughs> Why can't you just that's like it for what no it is? Fun. Look, it's and art. I go, it's art. It is, who cares? It, right. <laughs> that's what that they'll say. It's art. You can't judge it. Yeah. But I say, why can't we, why didn't they figure out a way to incorporate this character? And, I, and, and it all goes back to uh, Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. They needed to have this character with this beeper, ask the question, who the fuck is this character that's going to come in and fucking save the day so we can market this movie? Right. And that's, that's what why they, they went to the 90s. That's why they fucked up the continuity. That's why all of a sudden aliens are invading, but no one remembers that 10 years later. Yeah, nobody remember or, the giant bombs coming down on the earth and a person flying no. up and, and blowing it up. Nobody saw no. that? Nobody, nobody saw any of that? No one. No one or, or that she was... Uh, shooting people on the top of a train. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That wasn't on the news. <laughs> Nobody remembers this fucking no. Captain Marvel from 24 years ago. Nobody remembers oh, it. Look, I want to go so. back to what you would have done because I I, I kind of like the whole Guardians tie. And to their credit, the beginning of this movie reminded me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it didn't need to go back in time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It could have been, and it, it she didn't have to be backdoor from Nick Fury. Nick Fury could have died. Uh huh. And that could have been that. And, um, but she could have been out there in the Guardians universe. She could have been out there. Well, who know, who does, who doesn't, uh, how do we know that's not the sequel? There's now 24 years gap between the end of that movie and Endgame where they can put in the Captain Marvel. Yeah, but they already did the damage to the continuity. Sequel. That's the point. Is they didn't have to do it. Uh, I saw somewhere 
that Peter Quill in the first Guardians does mention that he hooked up with this Cree girl and she gave him a scratch uh, around uh, that time. Is it possible? Uh, I don't know. They run into each other. Uh, I wouldn't look. I, 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 let's talk about like the callbacks. That, that, if, if you want to piss off people, that would be a great way to piss people <laughs> off. <laughs> the Peter Quill to make, to make girl. her, yeah, to make it, make him, make her Peter girl, one of Peter girl, Peter Quill's side chicks. I don't think that's very. Can smart. you imagine if she shows up in an end game and Peter's like, "Oh, this is awkward." I know who this well, is. The thing is that it, we're all sitting here nitpicking this movie. We're talking about what we didn't like about it, but there's a whole bunch of people that love this movie. Yep. There's a bunch of people that are happy this movie came out, That's and cool. I can tell. I, I I understand why they like it, and it's safe to say that I'm going to say a percentage of them don't give a fuck about how it fits into the Marvel universe. Yeah, no, a good, right? a good a per- percent, a probably a really big percentage. All right, um, there's another percentage that with any with warts and all, it doesn't matter. They just want this movie. All right, that's also true. And then there's the people who really are against this movie, which if they really were against it, they shouldn't have went to go see it. <laughs> they have fucking nothing to say about it because they didn't see it. And then there's the people like us who wanted to see this movie and wanted it to do be what it's supposed to be. And we're like a little bit kind of like, okay, I get it, but slightly you know, underwhelmed. Is it is it deserving of all of this praise that it's getting? Look, I, there's a lot of things in this movie I like, and there's a lot of things I don't like. Why can't it be like that? Like I love the intro. I, like we haven't talked it about is like that. That's what we're saying. It, oh no, but it's <laughs> not just binary one way or the other. Like this. No, it's oh, not. Yeah, but I'm just saying that. Like it's we live in a world where you can't have these com- these kind of complex feelings, or otherwise you're an asshole. <laughs> I have to be 100 like, percent on my side. You, why like? There's people that you like, but you don't like everything about them. Look, let's you just overall like. Let's them. talk about stuff we like, like the fucking yeah. de aging. Samuel Jackson is almost is seventy it's years the best old. Best ever looked. That is an almost seventy year Colson old. Colson a little man. shaky, but Samuel Jackson looked great. Did anybody Amazing. notice him running as an old man? I saw that somewhere. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> so weird. like young face runs like an old man, but they've never but had to do it for this long of a span. No, but Samuel Jackson always moves like that. Yeah, though. That's true. I didn't notice the running at all. I just have to say that was f- insane. I mean, they, there is no what's that? What's that term they call it? Uh, uncanny Valley. Uncanny well, Valley. But it's a real person. No, no I know. But, you know. But there's some uncanny Valley stuff when they first do it with Tony Stark. Ah, oh some, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Civil War, yes. I can tell like yes. around his lips, it's a it's little, a little weird. smoothed out or something. Yeah, but with Sam Jacks, I mean, there's. Definitely uncanny valley shit when fucking they take off the mustache on Superman. Oh yeah, and that's well, not that long ago. That was well. So that's because they, they had one week to do that. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck. They they put fucking hair. Yes. on Samuel. Well, Jackson. he was wearing a wig also too. Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever they did, it looks. Yeah. Shut up, Imran. It looks fucking great. They didn't put it. I'm just <laughs> telling you that wasn't CGI. It's a practical wig. Was he it? Had, that looks well. That looks great. He, too. And then he had dots, mocap dots on his face. Uh, but he looks like he did in Die Hard with a Vengeance when, in 1995 or whatever, uh, which is amazing. Uh, I, they even like made his shoulder. It feels like they made his upper body because he has like a little pot belly now. Yeah, they slimmed it looks him like up. They, they slimmed him up and <laughs> made him his shoulders broad and defined again. Dude, how must that feel as an actor who's almost 70 to see a new role and you're like, wow, remember that? Remember when I looked like that 25 years ago? It's great. That's awesome. Fucking insane. Uh, ben Mendelsohn. Amazing. I loved him. Telos, who I agree with you, Ruggs, in terms of, 
I don't know what this does to the future because there's some really good storylines with the scrolls that might not be as impactful now, but him in that role and the twist really worked. And you're me. right. He had so much emotion when he, he, uh, he oh, met he his family, the family, and then he, he kills the that, person in front of the daughter. That instantly makes the movie interesting. Wasn't it weird yes. that he had just like a Australian accent? No. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I liked it because it makes it's he's supposed to be kind of wacky and different, yeah. and and it's supposed to it make him stand out. It gives him some kind of a yeah, foreign yes. uh, so, inflection, yeah, you know, from Mahala or the Skrull Planet. When when he meets his family, <laughs> yeah. my friend was just like, "I hope my his." They're gonna die, and I I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, no. Like that's how emotionally resonant that part that particular part of the film was for me. So here's yeah. the theory, in because look, we we weren't expecting like, the this, theory this, of what? the scrolls to be good, but they that could just be one group of scrolls. He did say there's scrolls scattered all over the universe, over, yeah. so there could be bad scrolls out there. In the comic, Secret Invasion, the invasion is led by the scroll princess. Now. There was that moment where he tells his daughter to look away and he kills the dude and the camera lingers on the daughter just a little bit to show you that she saw this. Is it possible 20 years, 30 years from now? Really? She's that's the Skrull where, princess where, and she leads the invasion. Using? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's a theory. <laughs> Same. Let's read into a moment in the movie. There's a lot of things like that. Uh, I, I feel like Marvel at this point is, is a little more heavy handed with their, with their allusions to future movies. All right, maybe. I mean, shit, they put a fucking post-credit scene at the end of every movie. That's that's pretty heavy-handed. Yeah. That ties it all together. Uh, <laughs> were people surprised at the goose thing? I think that was a good uh, a good surprise for people. The casual audience. Yeah. I, I knew, I knew, but the casual audience was definitely surprised. Yeah, I knew what was coming. But, but I didn't know what it was going to look like, or but it looked it exactly like in the comics, and I think it's hilarious when Telos first comes in. He's like, oh, crap, what is that? Get that out of here. In the comics, it's Rocket, who's like, that's a goddamn flurkin. What is that doing here? And everyone, and then his relationship with Fury, hilarious. Uh, let's talk. Okay, so let's talk about the 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 Stanley opening, in the Marvel Amazing. logo was great. That was Fan- yes, I went to two theaters, both clapped after the start. Yes. Yeah, that makes you want to. It it, make you want to tear up. It actually does. That- now, did you have clapping at the end of the movie? I did. Yes, my second show. Really, I did. I, I did. Oh, my you first saw it one twice. I, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. You saw it twice. You saw it twice. <laughs> I did. Took his mom. Holy shit. Took take my it. mom the second time. He's got to take his mom. Saturday morning, first yeah. showing. Uh, let's talk about the Stanley cameo because I read that they changed a little bit after he died, but a cameo where Stanley actually plays himself on his way to shoot his part in Kevin Smith's Mall Rats, making Kevin Smith now part of the MCU. Geek boner. Cannon. This is, that's fucking great. Would he be? Would he be on the on train? Sure, he would. And that would that would be Stan, that was Stanley's. Did you, first, did you enjoy Captain Marvel just smiling at him? Well, that's what they added after he died. Yeah. They added this extra smile that the, for one second. So I thought I liked that. I liked that. I liked that as a, little as a plus. kind of a fuck you to the smilers and this yeah, nice both nod to at once. Yeah, to Stanley, yeah. <laughs> and look, I like what they did to the Supreme Intelligence because in the comics it's a big green blobby head with tentacles. So that takes on the shape of your your mentor. Who you respect, like who you yeah. admire. I think that's a smart, that's not a smart man. change. Uh, some other Easter eggs. That blockbuster was actually they filmed that in the actual last blockbuster in the country. It's in Bend, Oregon. And no, no kidding. Yes, there was one in Alaska. There used to be two. That one uh, closed down, and that is the actual last blockbuster left on the planet. Kelly Sue DeConnick makes a cameo in the movie. 
Yeah, she like looks at her in the when subway. When she walks off the train, it's the red-haired girl who she brushes past. She's wearing her glasses. Uh, Ma- Monica Rambeau. Here's another thing they could do. The the kid now when she comes back in the post credit scene, she could grow up because she was Photon. She was also Captain Marvel. Bunch of other credit characters. Okay, let's talk about the post credit scene. Uh, that probably best part of the movie, I think, for me. Also. I was like, oh, that got the most reaction in the theater. My friend Chris Sotello, who's been on the show, yeah. he he commented in our little group chat. He goes, I like that post credit scene better than anything else in the movie. Kind of, yes. And you were waiting for that whole thing. Same thing with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, do we think that is an actual scene from Endgame or something extra? I think so. Right? And I think... I don't know. And so... It's Cap has a, has a beard. He has a beard, like, in the, the later parts of it. So what what he didn't look as big. Yeah. By the way, what then what makes what that scene tells me besides the fact that Cap is Captain Marvel's in the movie is she's not exactly the savior. No, she's part of the movie, but it, by him having a beard, yeah, that means this probably happens really early on in the movie, and she's with the team the entire time. And she can't get it done either. She doesn't because show up. Not, at the there's end. tons of speculation. Yeah, it's not where she shows up at the end, and she's the she's the, she has her Thor moment. I am glad. She's, I think she's in the film because there, then there's all those shots online of those trailers where they were missing a slot and, and so they think it's her. I yeah. think, and I think that's great. You don't want her to show up at the end and just fucking blast Thanos away. Plus the fact that she's made out of a Tesseract stone like Wanda means she can destroy infinity stones. Also now there's two people who can actually Maybe. destroy and Wanda's dead. Well, she'll be back. They'll <laughs> figure it out. And also she does, she hasn't aged. So Carol doesn't age, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. And what has she been doing for those 24 years between the end of the movie and... She's been helping the squirrels find a home. Or, but no, she was... Yeah, that and she was going to... She's like... She told the Supreme Intelligence. Remember? She's like, tell Supreme Intelligence I'm coming after it. Yeah, fighting Kree. Yeah, fighting the Kree. Uh, and then the second post credit scene, I was kind of confused, but I guess I kind of figured it out. I didn't know when it took place. So the first scene takes place in the future. I think that one takes place at, around the time of the movie where the flurkin barfs up the Tesseract and it's how it gets back into Nick Fury's hands. So ridiculous. It's, <laughs> I was, I was confused. I was like, wait, what, what, when is this happening? Uh, it was kind of, the end of the film. They, I also read they were, they, they had a third post-credit scene where Marvel, uh, Jan Rog was going to land on Sakaar where you see where he goes and he crash lands on Sakaar from Thor Ragnarok. Mm. But I don't know if that was even necessary. So I did love the post-credit scenes. Project Pegasus, we heard of in Avengers, Avengers and yeah. Thor in Iron Man Two. It's the it's the base that, um, in the beginning of Avengers, gets crumbled by the by Loki arriving. Yeah, and they're the in the same base. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I loved how the ties to Guardians in that whenever they were in a new planet, they showed you the name of it and then the star code, which is exactly yeah. what they did in Guardians. And also, how they jumped through space was those. Hexa- hexagonal little holes, which is how it was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So they're tying all that shit together. But uh, you guys were talking about why didn't Fury call her earlier? There is that video, Anthony. Didn't you share the video? Yeah, but I don't think that holds water. That's, that's like a well, lot of like yeah. a, 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 apologies. There's a couple yeah. of apologist right reasons. One being Fahey says that basically, how do you know he hasn't? And she was just light you, years away. Right. And she's making her way. And then the one video says, well, Fury's faith in the Avengers was it wasn't right. necessary. Uh, and then the, there was a, somebody else had another reason. I can't remember. It just wasn't thought out well enough to make it make sense. Yeah. The be- the beeper thing wasn't. It just wasn't. I love out. seeing her make Only it for an emergency. Uh, but, uh, dude, well, we just had 10 emergencies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I like that she made it out of a fucking Game Boy in a Radio Shack. That shit was cool. I liked them seeing how it was actually built. Uh, if you were to compare this to Wonder Woman, mm. it's I got I, I'll, I'll I'll give you a good comparison. Yeah, because there's things that does better and things that does worse. It's hard to compare. In these your two. opinion, in, in my, my opinion. In, yeah. so in my opinion, yeah. Wonder Woman sticks the landing with the better lead. Gal Gadot is stunning anytime she's on screen. Yeah, that charisma. Yes, you you can. She's got accessible emotions. Right. Yeah. You you you, you can, can you can definitely sympathize with who she is, and by the end of it, she changes, and there's you know all that stuff. I think the story around Wonder Woman kind of falls flat by the end of it. Yeah. Whereas Captain Marvel's story, although I have a ton of nitpicks, yeah. definitely could have been something. Yeah. But the thing that really holds it back for me is just the fact that Brie Larson's character isn't the hit that Wonder Woman, as Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was. Plus, in Wonder Woman, you got to meet her as a little girl training, growing up, you, you know. All perfect. And, all well and, it all, and it worked to connect you to the character. Whereas when you just start with the established, powered character in the middle, it's hard to fucking connect to the you, character. L- let, me, uh, let me ask, so what... What defines Wonder Woman's character? Because I asked you what defined Captain Marvel, and you point. couldn't really tell she, me. A Wonder Woman is Captain America. She always does the right thing, no matter what. And a big part of that is she is extremely naive because she hasn't been outside of this world of women. So she hasn't been jaded. No, she, no, she's never been jaded. She doesn't know she's, what it's really in her, like. Yeah, in yeah. her heart, she always wants yeah. to do the right thing. Yeah, I can't really tell you what Carol's deal is right now. <laughs> What's her deal? She's a badass. She just, she just the only nice. thing I can get is that she gets up every time, so she she's you know, which is good. She she faces adversity and she stands back yeah. up. But nothing else. There's no other feeling. And about her. I still think there is nothing like the no man's land scene in this movie. No, yeah, there's that. nothing not really memorable. Well, if you're gonna just compare Gal Gadot to Brie Larson, yeah. like Wonder Woman, it was such a tough thing to cast. It's almost impossible to cast, yeah. and. They went in a kind of a weird direction. That's like a skinnier Wonder Woman with an accent, and all of those things could have worked against her. But it, it right? well, yeah. But she made it. She pulled work. it off. Yeah. And not only that, but she pulled it off in a in an amazing way. Where like you come out of that movie, I was like smitten with yeah, her. Absolutely, right? absolutely, right. yeah. And and not and not all of it had to do with her no, looks. No, you're absolutely it right. It had to do with her, her presence. essence. Yes, who she was. Yes. yes. Well, let me um, let me give you an example too, Imran, real quick. Sorry, um, you had asked what was her no no man's no man's land moment. Yeah. How about you just point to other Marvel origin films? So, for instance, yes. Iron Man. Yeah. His big moment. Yep. Is when um, what you call coming out of the cave. No, not the coming out of the cave when his heart has been pulled out of his fucking chest. Oh, right. And he's crawling yeah. to the heart. Yeah. And it's you know the 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 heart that's Gwen or um Gwen the Paltrow's given him. Yeah, he's about to die. He, yeah, he's about to die, yeah. and he's still yeah. fighting yeah. to grab yeah. his yeah. own you know the other heart. Yep. as he's about to uh, on the verge of cardiac arrest. Yeah, Captain America's moment is when he dives on the grenade. Yeah, and now you're like, that's fucking Captain America. Yeah, he, he would do that yep. shit. Yep, you know. Yep. Or Thor's big moment is when he finally realizes that it's not about being a fucking king. It's yeah. just about being doing the right thing and standing up in front of these innocent people when he gets his hammer. What about Doctor Strange? What was that one? Did it have one? Doctor Strange's big moment is when the fucking, uh, cho- what's her name? The one? Uh, the, uh, the, the ancient one. The ancient one tells him. It's not about it's you. It's not about you. Yes, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, damn. What, they, Black Panther clearly has Ca- one. 
right. But Captain Marvel, what's her moment? She just goes, uh, I'm going to take this thing off my neck. Oh, now I now I'm a lot is, stronger. <laughs> my name is Carol. Yeah. That's really it. I found out who I am and what, uh, what but, where. But I don't who know. I am I is what? I, is Carol. Who are you? I don't know. Carol. She's a fighter. You're Violet. just Carol. You're nice and we knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All her big moment is taking the shit off her neck. I would say one thing Captain Marvel was better at is not having a forced love interest in the movie. I I appreciated that. They well, yeah, that's that's good because yeah. that would have been actually Marvel if they stuck to the comics. It, yes, guess what? They it, gender flipped it, it. Yes, and it, and it leaves room to explain who the fuck she is yes. in her past. Yes, I like and they didn't too. do it. Well, now um, you can't argue that Carol is more relatable than uh, an Amazon god. No, 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 no. 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 That, that that thing that's it, a thing. She should have been on, on paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It should be. She should be more relatable. But yeah. it's about how they execute the character. I yeah. much more identify with Wonder Woman than um, some lady that's deadpanning her lines the entire time. I think that you could pretty much take any decent blonde actress. You could take Michelle Williams. You could take Rachel McAdams. Katie Sackhoff would have been any, great in this role. Any Katie Sa- any blonde actress that has any that's worth her salt and thrown her in that same Rebecca costume. Rebecca Ferguson. You'd get a similar performance, or maybe even possibly a better. Which movie one. had bigger stakes? Uh, what Wonder Woman versus Captain Marvel? And Captain Marvel. There was an alien invasion. Wonder Woman was the spread. All of, of humanity evil. becoming evil. I mean, the stakes. It doesn't. No. That's. I don't really care. <laughs> the stakes are what they are. I mean. I mean, so another point. I, well, yeah. you have the death of the love interest in. In Wonder Woman, you have the death of, and you have the compromise, the compromising of where she grew up her whole life, and that whole thing that that that's now right, the, uh, and the the ideology that it's not good versus evil that there's gray area in between. Yeah, would you give points to Captain Marvel for a better uh, world building uh, integration to a shared universe than Wonder Woman yeah, was? Yeah, I mean, well, but Marvel has they has got a, they, twenty films. Yes, they that got have a been head successful. start, and if you don't do that at this point, then what yeah. the fuck you do? Well, yeah, That's the easy part. That is the easy part. They're coming. You're coming into a film where Marvel has laid all of this groundwork and all of this stuff. Like so, like, like for example, even though they didn't really get into the Cree before, you kind of. New Ronin. Yeah. You, you well, and you see Kree in uh, Agents of Shield. And, yeah. Uh, and then you got Jaiman Hansu was in, yes, in Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy after he leaves the Kree so Star Force. He, Nick Fury was already yeah, in other movies. Yeah. Coulson was in other movies. So a lot of this stuff is like, it's not really an individual movie. No. No, per se. it's you, not. People can frame it that and, way, you know, but it's really they not. They never call her Captain Marvel also, but you're right. It's not really about Captain Marvel. It's about the introduction of the Skrull, Kree, Intergalactic War, the origin of Nick Fury. I, I'm excited to see the Kree. Do you think they're going to try to redo the Inhumans again? Because it begs the question, Kree, the Kree invented the Inhumans. Uh, would they try uh, to fuck I think with there's that? too much stank on that. Yeah, I would say that, that and also... We've gotten now two films with the Kree, and I still am not interested in what the fuck like the Kree are doing. They just haven't done a great job of explaining think, what the Kree. I think the next phase of Marvel, and I know it sounds really fucking shitty to say this, but I think it's going to be um, just targeted marketing at different groups. Solo, kind of solo not, that, that, few character movies. That need, no, not even oh. solo, but like let's say uh, I think that they 
we've heard that they're probably going to go. Well, they're going to do the Asian movie. I got to do the Latino movie. They're going to do LGBT movie. Yes, there's going to be openly gay lead in the Eternals. It's going to be to be gay character. So they did. So I think that they're going to go for that. I think they're going to go for inclusion, which is fine if they make good movies. Well, it doesn't matter. This wasn't a great movie, and it made shitloads of money. It's a good movie. It was it was good, but it wasn't great. And it made shitloads of money. Uh, yeah, I, w- yes. I wouldn't put it up there. It, I have a certain expectation for Marvel films, and definitely went. This was below. Shang-Chi has a director now, which also I heard, which is pretty exciting. I mean, you bet you bet your ass with a Captain Marvel film. First off, Monica Rambeau will be around. Yeah, you will also get a Kamala Khan eventually. Uh, that, that is, that now is all that- I would love to see Kamala Khan. I guarantee you, all of these movies that have uh, legacy characters, that it, yeah, yeah, that are that you're able to get a movement behind, yeah. a social movement behind, because making these kinds of events happen. Listen, I think that that's their that's they're going to be the key nice for their longevity. From white guys named Chris, is there nobody else with me on that? There's a lot of white guys named. Chris. I have I have no problem with it as long as the movies are good. As long as that, they're that, good. My movies. main my main disappointment is just the fact that I didn't think. She didn't land for me. It was a bland yeah, movie. Like, I'm, I'm with Anthony on this one. Like, I don't care what they do as long as it's it's good. But I do think that it's kind of like slimy in a way that Disney is kind of using this thing to kind of make billions of dollars. Like these kind of uh, the they're filling these needs, but. They're filling them out of altruism, but at the same time, you're making shitloads of boatloads of money. It's a business at the end of the day. So, look, I see what you're saying, and whether the the scale of good movie versus pandering for a lot of money, it goes back and forth. It's a little sketch there. But I honestly think think the, the writing and the directing fails Brie Larson, I think... She is better than this in this character, and and why do you think that this movie isn't up to snuff, like uh, Anthony? Like, why do you think that it it? Why did it befall like like? Because like Marvel's capable of making great shit, but why do you think it it uh it ended up having this fate? Uh, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with well, first off, I think Brie Larson for sure's just the performance is bland, but I I also think that, and this is the problem, not the problem, but the the thing with just these characters is. There really isn't a definitive way to write Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel. However, there, I can't. I mean, I'm. I think they comic streamlined it pretty well for what well, they. Well, I'm saying I'm a key comic book fan, yeah. and I can't tell you what what her character no. is supposed to be like, even in the comics. Yeah, yeah. So I think what happened is these these directors came in, and I think I re- I watched a, a review where they're talking about um, it's from Variety where they're dissecting one of the fight scenes, yeah. and they admittedly open their they go. We were in this because we wanted to work with Brie. Yeah. So what that tells me they don't know is shit about fight scenes. They no, not no. Shut up, everyone. <laughs> it's that they don't. They weren't really in all that invested necessarily in making a Captain Marvel film. Uh, they were just invested in making a Brie Larson movie, superhero movie. film, and that's what it and is for me. And it is a Brie that's Larson exactly superhero what it movie, is. but it's not. I don't know anything about Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a. So I think they just banked too much on. This, we got Brie Larson. We're doing a female superhero flick. It's going to be Captain Marvel. It's going to be important. We're going to make it important because her nickname is Avenger. <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be great. And then, you know, all the some of those parts doesn't add up to a a, a really good uh, character film because no one understands the character of Captain Marvel. 
I don't understand it. I don't even know. I've read a few comics, and I still am just like, okay, so what is her character? Tell me. It kind of becomes a generic Brie Larson superhero movie. Yeah, it's but, superhero movie. But even in the la- large portion of her comics is her like not trying to figure out who she is, like a lot. You know? Yeah, that's a big part of that. Yeah. I, re- I read that, that she has amnesia yes, for a long bit in the comics. Here's another theory. In that post credit scene, when Brie shows up, when Carol Danvers shows up, what if that's a scroll? What if that's not Carol? Oh, no. Oh, shit. No? I don't think so. Where are you no. reading this shit? I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing <laughs> here. Oh, okay. But look, it's been 24 years. We don't know what the fuck's happened in that time. I mean, I guess you could do that, but that'd be a real weird twist in the middle of it. That'd be a crazy twist. All right, look, let's let's rank and rate this movie. Clearly a lot to talk about, and I really enjoy talking about the movie, whether it it's up to standards or not. They give you a lot to chew on. Uh, and, you know, learning about Nick Fury's, a little bit more about his backstory was nice. Uh, but, okay, well, my, so this whole time the score in my head has been changing. <laughs> of course it has. Because really, because you're the most impressionable. You guys person. make a lot of good points, but there was stuff I really liked, and I did it like I had fun. I was a man of the movie; I was entertained. So I'm not gonna go first, or maybe I should, and just get it over. Yeah, there. just go first. Fuck. Okay, for a number out of ten, I'm going to give it seven. Okay. Okay. Seven out of ten, and then you want to go, Anthony? Yeah. yeah, I'll go. Um. I wish I would remember what I ranked Aquaman because I I think I would rate a, this, like a four. Or f- I, no, no, I don't think I had five? that bad. No. I don't remember. I don't remember That's either. I we wish should have I, a spreadsheet. I, I would have probably ranked this above Aquaman if I could remember what Aquaman's ranking was. But since yeah. I don't, um, I hate I, I I don't hate, but I it's going to seem like I was overly negative on this movie, and I and I was because I just have a certain expectation for Marvel films, and I and I, I at this point I've wanted. After having seen Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers movies and Winter Soldiers, I just have an expectation now for these Marvel films to be something more than just a superhero movie. So with that in mind, I was, again, very disappointed in this film, really anticipating it. Um, I would have it probably in the lower ha- lower seven of the Marvel films, probably around Incredible Hulk, Thor, Rag- Thor Dark World, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron-Man 2. So, so bottom that in tier mind, in the middle of the yeah, bottom tier? So that in mind, I'd go like 5.5. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Oh. Maybe a 6, but leaning more towards that 5.5. So that's 5. like top of the bottom tier. It's it's top-ish. I, I would know. I would go it's <laughs> bottom tier. I don't think it's the worst, but it's, it's, it's up there. Fuck, okay. In terms of worst Marvel films. All right. And there's a floor to this, so the bad Marvel films still better than a lot of good, a lot of films. Sure, rugs. In terms of movies, of like watching a movie, enjoying it in the moment, and then not liking it, um, there's two movies I can really kind of compare it to. One being the visceral um, reactions that I had to both of these movies. One would be The Last Jedi. Ah. When I was in the theater, I was watching the movie. I actually was enjoying myself, but then. As the it wow it wrapped up, I was like this sunken feeling. I was like, "Whoa, this was not like what I expected." And I don't know why they made those choices. I mean, it was just crazy. And then when I saw Spider Man Homecoming, I had that same thing. Mm. I was like, "Is this really Spider Man? Is this is, what did this movie actually do?" 
Was I really impressed with this action in this movie? Was there one scene or two scenes and they were kind of lackluster for me? So I kind of like will put it uh, around Homecoming for me. It's like not the worst movie I've ever seen. It was enjoyable to watch. But I really think that after I think about the things and there's too many things to ignore. And I think that when you have one of those things being the main performance from the actor, um, that weakens the movie. I think that that really is something you can't ignore. Yeah. Like you can ignore, okay, you're an old fuck. You, your version of Spider-Man doesn't exist anymore. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I can go, all right, I get that, but I can't go. All right. This performance worked for me. You know what I mean? I felt like it was weak and could have been way better. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say probably a six. Okay. I'd be willing to go to like a six point four or something, but um, it's it's just, it's just a it's above average for me. It's enjoyable. You know what I learned from uh, hearing that and just watching this movie, hearing your your take on it, rugs and this movie is. I think by coming out of this, I pref- I much rather prefer a strong actor or actress that I can connect with, yeah, and a shitty plot rather than, the than other a plot that's pretty good, but mm. the main lead isn't that great, and I think. That's, That's what, what I we got have here. here. No, you're is right. The, the plot is okay. It's kind of an interesting story. It, it's, it's an interesting story. There's some good stuff, but good twist. If, this, because if the lead doesn't work, you need, I think a great lead can make a shitty movie a lot better than a, a great around. plot can make yeah. a shitty lead. Yeah. The yeah. reality about movies is that any movie can be picked apart, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially if you go into scripts and stuff like that. Any movie you could sit there and find plot holes. So, like, all of those things are always going to be there, but there always has to be something that carries you through that movie that makes you want to ignore all that shit. Right. And for Imran, it, her performance was fine. Yeah, so he was, was able, fine enough. He had a better fa- feeling about the movie. Yeah. For you, you didn't like the performance. I don't really think I was too enthused about it either, uh, to be honest with you. So, I think that it makes it weaker so, for me. Yeah. In, in if the you had to rank it out of the MCU origin movies, just the origin movies, I'm talking Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Guardians, Ant Man, Doctor Strange, Homecoming, Black Panther. Ooh. Where the only one? Yeah. The only one that's worse for me is the Incredible Hulk. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well. Okay. It's not your Thor has. We went over Thor. He actually has an arc, even though it's a very similar movie. Right. And, you know, Doctor Strange, formulaic. But memorable, I would, I don't know, I'd put it somewhere near the Doctor Strange. Okay. Ant-Man was fun. And this The thing about homecoming. Doctor Strange, just a real quick to debate that a little, is yeah. that there is, the, the visuals are, mem- like, That's there's true. something that movie can hang its head on. fucking it's, warping it, buildings and yeah, shit is amazing. buildings, like, all that stuff, you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah. that's fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah, they didn't, uh, we didn't get nothing like that. We didn't get anything like that. The costume and the helmet and the fucking, you know, that's I mean, shit, she can it. change her, co- she gets her colors because the kid goes, okay, let me, like, change she your colors. She can change it at will. <laughs> yeah, but, like, <laughs> this is the thing. It'd be cool if... She was the only one that could have the magic helmet, but like everybody in the Marvel universe has well, a magic it's, helmet. But that's tying it into Guardians again, similar to Peter Quill's fucking helmet. Maybe it's both Cree architecture. It's Cree technology. Yeah, it but when you see it, it's, it's not new, so you're not getting anything new. You're just getting more of the same. But I like that's I like I'm the saying. sacrifice There's, of that to tie it into the the Cree situation. Like Doctor Strange has got the fucking robe that fucking does its own that, thing. Yeah, the robe is amazing. That's true. I forgot right, about so that. It's like, okay, it's got things that are like not in any other movie. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah. this does so become that, generic. It just becomes generic. Yeah, so I feel like that it there's a generic quality to everything. Like she's got the super helmet that f- comes on and comes off. 
you know, her, you know, her, her uniform seems like standard Marvel uniforms. See, the the thing too about that super helmet, yeah, is it's those one of those where now in the Marvel universe it appears and disappears yeah. without, yeah, it, it you know, it's just magical. What is it? And Peter Quill <laughs> has one of yep. those. Spider Man has one of those. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man has one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Literally, we've seen it so many times where, it, yeah. and it just appears and disappears. So, I like. I mean, the the only thing that's distinguishable really, yeah. is the Mohawk. The Mohawk's badass. The Mohawk's kind of look cool. cool. That's the best thing about yeah. it, I think, is the, is the Mohawk and the glowing Isn't eyes. She, like uh, the binary looks cool. She, is she um gay in the comics? Does she end up being gay? No. no. It might be, it might get pushed oh, no, in she, that uh, She hooks ends up hooking up with War Machine, right? In, yeah. in one of the storylines, remember? Uh, Isn't that the War Civil Machine? War Part really? 2? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was hooking up with War Machine. There, which be well, she was always sh- with dudes. She was always with dudes okay. in the comics. Well, in this movie, but, you can be like, you know, what's up with her and uh, Maria Rambo? Are they best friends? They're sisters. Are they, no, they're, they're sisters. sisters. Wait, sisters yeah. meaning, how are they sisters? Like, Is there sisters? No, not sisters. <laughs> <laughs> sisters. No, remember they, they go, she comes from a broken home and she... She oh, they were a, a foster. It was her foster. Yeah, oh, that's, that's why. Right. That's why that's uh, right. Monica calls her auntie. That's right. She was like auntie Carol, adopted auntie Carol. or whatever, or just brought in to get away yeah. from her dad. Yeah, uh, abusive family. Yes. Don't see it. Yeah, yeah. We don't just see her dad yeah. going. Don't don't race. Don't go too fast. You're gonna fall. You know why they call it a cockpit? Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's so horrible. But yeah, show me a little more of her as a kid in a go kart, and maybe I'll care when it fucking crashes. Yeah. I still give it a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It, this is a better seven, though, than your, better, some of your other okay, sevens. Okay, I'm getting like, you know, and I've said this many times. It's like people. I'm glad that people showed up to this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit like, you know, I don't want to say bitter, but like, I'm just like, I don't understand why these these audiences weren't there for all these other movies. <laughs> why? Because there have been so many female led movies that weren't. Now you're saying if this was the uh, the greatest female right. led movie right. ever, then I'd be like, okay, finally a yeah. good one. But like, this is an okay it's, movie, yes. and it's not like that much better than like uh, people say. Electra was a piece of garbage, but I mean, it wasn't that much like uh, for its time. It's better than Catwoman. Yeah, it like, and then there was you know Aeon Flux, which is directed by a woman. It was it, and it was Aeon Flux is an interesting movie yeah. and not a terrible movie, and uh, you know. So like where were there's no audiences for these things n- at all in the past. We would have had more of these movies if if people actually went to go see them. And it's it's taken till now for people, you know, you have the marketing machine of of Marvel and Disney, you have social media, you have this kind of event type stuff, and now is the time that people are actually getting out of their asses and going into the fucking theaters to see these things I, re- I, re- I listened to something that was brought up on one of the youtubers i follow and it's a good point oh nice what do they know get that get a glass of water um <laughs> drink some apple juice the what marvel mcu what made them stand out in the beginning is the fact that they were loyal to their their audience right they were loyal to the to the comics yeah yeah you know, they were they were loyal to you know the fat slob. They wouldn't pander that, that, to the that, general audience. No, no. They, well, they were in. They were loyal to the. You know, the fat guy that was playing cards yeah. in the comic book yeah. store. Like, yeah. That. yeah, that was carrying this whole industry while it was on right. life support right. and needed people to. You know, they, to it, it, be it was thought to be absurd at one point to make an Iron Man movie and a Captain America movie, a fucking Thor and movie, and tie them together. You're crazy, right? Right, and you know, and be loyal to the comics. How, you know, really? Yeah, like that. That was what Marvel's mo was, yeah. and. They're the studio that's loyal to the fans, right? Yeah. Well, 
when you make 21 movies and you're now 11 years in, yeah. being loyal to the fans means something completely it, yes, different now. Yes. Because yeah. now you're not catering, catering to I the saw comic this book video, fan. Yes. No, you're, you're catering to the large, the world. growing, yes. You're catering to the mainstream world that's now familiar with comics. Yeah. And their, their likes and their yep. preferences are going to be way different than the dude that was in the comic book shop that you were catering to. 11 you years know, ago. But that's the thing is we, we don't get here without those fat guys. Right, right. Like it's a, it's a blessing um, so and I a curse if, if, that, that this shit you, is huge. If you listen to my comics gate, uh, you know, uh, what do you call that? My, my, S- my model yeah. audio that. essay. Yeah. Um, basically, that's what I, 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 I'm saying is like these guys who supported the industry for so long who were made fun of by women right. uh, for liking superheroes or whatever and whatever. Now it's with the with the power of Disney, with the power of the internet, with the power of being able to market this on a level that's never been marketed before, everybody's coming to the table, and these guys are like, okay, they feel left out. They feel like they feel left out. They feel like that they're being passed over, and that's a respectable thing. But at the same time, Disney doesn't give a fuck about you anymore because there's a bigger world out there that they have to. Cater to. It was an inevitability yeah. and a curse as well as a blessing. It's a growing pain. It's of a what's growing happening. pain. Like if you if this is what you wanted to see, and this is what I wanted to see, reading comics, being one of those guys, I would love for more people to discover this. This is what's going to happen, and so you got to take you got to take the both sides. It is it is weird, but you're right. It is. Look, I, look, yeah. It, but no one's. But the thing is, is like people are like villainizing these guys for feeling this right. way. I don't right. really. Right. I feel like I I see their pain, but I I think that they got to stop being assholes at the same time. It's just a movie about a blonde flying yeah. through space. Everyone, relax. What the yeah. fuck? Well, it's just the it's just a, a symptom of Marvel's growing, yes, like you said, growing, growing pains, and the yeah. fact that. The audience they catered like everyone is now a mainstream comic. Yes, they made there, everyone there, a comic book fan. Yeah. yeah, everyone is a comic it's book amazing. fan. And with that comes the agendas of everyone involved of watching. It gets harder. <laughs> it's just much, make it's it much harder. more difficult. It's going to make thing. It's going to make things a little bit more difficult, and it's going to make what Rugboy said. You know, playing up to different um, issues and topics around the world. Um, cause more discussion and make the movies more events. So this announcement of what's coming more of, up, more eventful coming up their next phase is going to be so important. And we may hear something in uh, early April. There's a shareholders meeting. Some people are speculating. We might get something there. If not there, definitely. Uh, I think this year, what happens? Marvel doesn't skip San Diego comic-con and does it there. One final question. Yeah. All right. No ties to infinity war. Yeah. No ties to uh, to everything that's been set yeah. up. Does Captain Marvel do as well as a standalone kind of thing? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so either because it relies on the Tesseract and Nick Fury and everything that's come before it. And the Magic Beeper. And the Magic the, the, Beeper. The, the, the Magic Beeper was, the, was bigger than you can imagine. Yeah, you can't make the standalone. There's no way. The rub, pun intended. The rub, no pun intended. Sorry, <laughs> that it gives to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because Ant Man and the Wasp comes out immediately after. Nobody gives you no, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep except, no one yep, gave a shit. Yep. And female lead. Yeah. In the title. First. No one gave a female fuck. character in the Marvel movie. Right. No one gave a shit. I mean, it, it made money, but it, it's not Captain female Marvel. Female bad guy. Yeah. Right. Female. Yeah. Uh, new f- other female character that we've been waiting that to movie, see. Janet Van I mean, yeah, there was no yeah. indication in Infinity War that you needed to see Ant Man right. and the Wasp. Right. This you got the pager. Your, pager was huge. Le- so, but that's you know. That literally had everyone talking. I remember seeing the page yeah. and someone, go, some idiot going in the in the 
theater. What is it? Wonder Woman's coming. (laughs) 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 But you know, it had people talking. What's that logo? Who is that? Oh, it's Captain Marvel. Oh, that movie's coming out in April. Oh, by the way, it has Brie Larson. I mean, I do think this movie gives you a lot to talk about. And Nick Fury as a young motherfucker. Look, if you're a kid, you're going to love this fucking movie. You don't know shit about movies. You're going to love yeah. it because you're going to be able to take it for, for like what it seven, is. six, seven, eight year olds. They're going to fucking love yeah. this movie. And it's, per- it's like for you're them. not going to have any of this baggage that we yeah. have from knowing too much yeah. shit, seeing too many movies, having to pit them up against other things. Like what we're doing, like that's what people don't understand. What we're doing is we've been fucking looking at movies for four years yeah. now, analyzing the yeah. shit out of them and put in lining them up to one another and then criticizing everything. We, we've never given one movie just a free pass. We've always criticized no, every movie. We shine movie, a light on every get. aspect yes. of the thing and break it down. So even if we did enjoy ourselves and and watching it, it's not like, you know, that's it. Like, we know that this movie is an entertaining movie. We know that people are going to enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, great. Just like you, you might not have the baggage of what we're doing in reviewing these I wonder films, if they were so. afraid that they made this so kind of uh, generic. They were afraid it would overshadow Endgame, but I don't think Black Panther did that. But at the point we hadn't seen Infinity War, I think they could have had that Ronin. I think they just played it at safe a little, and uh, cool. and done something cool. Yeah. He ju- he doesn't do anything at all, right? He just he's like, oh fuck, all right, let's leave. I'll come back for her later. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna I'm save gonna me her. for the sequel. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, he's I'll get the weapon, <laughs> the bomb or the t- cube. No, the girl, the girl. Bring me the girl. We'll uh, but I mean, I, mean, I yeah. am excited to see what the Russos do with her. Yes. Because in my opinion, the Russos do write, write and direct the best versions of each of these characters. And so I think that's going to, she's going to be really amazing in Endgame. Yeah. They, they seem to be able to like distill something even into a few lines yeah. that yeah. Uh, can encapsulate the character way better than some of these films. Do. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff, gang. Look, we got to peace out. But before we do, I got to shout out a couple of podcasts. That we have made guest appearances on. We've been on a couple of things. Even Anthony, all over the place, doing a bunch of stuff. Starting out with this podcast called Two Peas on a Podcast, hosted by Gerald. Uh, this is my third time on. I always get to talk about movies. It's a top five show. I mean, music, sorry. Top five show. And this one, near and dear to my heart, it's the episode top five 90s hip hop. Geek Boner. With me and Gerald and uh, another fellow with another podcast. I forgot his name. I apologize to him. Gerald. Gerald Morris, who's great. Gerald's a guy like if I met him in, in real life, we'd totally be buddies. I'm really glad I could meet him over at Blazing Caribou Studios. So check that one out. Then, Anthony, you and me got between two brothers. We did. It wasn't as awkward as it sounds. It was actually pretty cool. It was a, it was a nice safe space. Uh, that one I will have a link to that one. Uh, Too many dudes. There was four dudes, and it was the most show. But we got to uh, geek out a little bit on between two brothers, and then I did an episode of the show called Altered Geek uh, with this guy Stephen Megatron is his name. Honestly, I don't remember what we talked about, but I'm sure it's entertaining. <laughs> oh yeah, you talked a lot. I talk a lot. And new episodes of Trivia Geeks, the game show podcast I host, coming out every Sunday. Every week for a while. It's a lot of fun. If you're a podcaster, sign up. You could be on the show. What about one tease for what you're going to be on on Sunday? Oh, I got a little, uh, I got hit up on the on the Facebook Messenger. I will be geeking out with Captain Marvel with Jason Dutch and whoever else shows up. He's always got different co-hosts, whether it's Big Haas or TJ, uh, about Captain Marvel. Oh, shit. Don't, and also, don't forget, as I mentioned earlier, TJ from Voice from the Underground will be on the next spinoff. Look show. at how all that ties together. 
What an amazing it's like our own MC. What an amazing, yes. tightly podcast shared universe we have over here. Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at really Rugboy. Right Follow us on Instagram, listener. I will be repeating this every show twice at Jock and Nerd. Give us the old follow. You can see some uh some stuff. See pictures. We can, and you can interact with us. I will write you back. <laughs> Imran writes everyone back. Hey. Even the bots. Even 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 the the, uh, the hot girl bots. Yeah, the, the hot the, guy bots. Even Both even the them. the bots named Kimmy seven eight six four two. We have a couple. Of, we have a couple too. of those. Uh, Send him run dick pics. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Do it. Oh shit! I'm looking at you, fiddlesticks. Oh boy, fiddle you get fiddlesticks submission. Listen, if you want to help us grow in the meantime, really easy and cheap. Just tell a friend, share the show, post it on your socials, spread it out there. Help us spread this empire of stupidity. And thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Flirkin, mother flirkin. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Fuck that show. My balls was hot.